0: Live from a cigar store near you, it's the Cigar Authority with hosts Tommy Grella, Mr. Jonathan, and the Worldwide Authority on Everything Cigar, David Garofalo. We are live,
1: everybody, live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. We are the Cigar Authority. Hi, Tommy Grella. Hello. Good morning, everybody. We are live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire this week. And live with us this week will be Kurt Van Kempel, the owner and founder of Zycar and H.C. Cigars. That's Havana Collection. Don't you mean
2: Kurt Van Kempel? Yes. Because that's how we talk the whole time. Oh, really? You're going
1: to talk to him? (laughs) We're going to take a quick look at a book from Lee Iacocca. Where have all the leaders gone? Oh, he's the man... Okay, Lee's got a cigar in his hand, so we figured uh, that's as close as we're going to get. We, it's a reason to talk about him anyway. Lee Iacocca is a cigar smoker, great man, and uh, one I'll of tell the you, greatest
2: leaders of all time. No that's question.
1: right, and he's talking about the leaders, and we'll, and we'll see what he has to say about that. Another book that uh, has just come out is The Playboy Book of Cigars.
2: <laughs> well, you didn't actually read it. Look, this is just like, okay, Barbara Streisand trying to tell me she's a political analyst. It's the same thing. They're Playboy. You know what they talk about? TNA. And I want them to talk about TNA. I want them to talk about TNA all the time. Don't talk about cigars. Well, the the, the writer of the book is um,
1: the founder of Smoke Magazine. Uh, so uh, I hear. So we not- call it
2: Playboy the Playboy Book of Cigars for for marketing purposes to sell it.
1: Well, we'll I'm we'll, just saying we're going to have to give a read to it. We didn't get a copy yet, um, but I will go out and buy one and. Uh, We'll pick it apart and see what we, we think of it because okay. we are the Cigar Authority. Yeah, we know it all. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, does Cuba own land in the U.S.? No. Yes, they do. They do? They own land. Uh, the communist Fidel Castro owns land in the United States, and you can step on some of that land right in Florida. We'll tell you where it is, and if you want to go to Cuba, you don't need the passport or anything. You just, you go, just go to Florida. Go to Florida, yeah. and you go on And you're it. in Cuba. You're in Cuba. Nice. They own it. Uh, The FDA wants us to go to class, and the next class is in Boston, and we will consider that this week on the Cigar Authority. We're going to talk about new cigars and new things coming out on the Cigar Authority, especially in the Zycar
2: N, lightest, cottage cigars. And we'll have Kurt on, and we'll talk all about it. So can we say hi hi to our affiliates out there? Yes. I'm going to say hi to WWZX1510, The Zone in Boston, WARL1320, Positive Energy in Providence, WGAM 1250, ESPN Radio Nashua, and WGHM 900, The Game in Manchester. Hello to all of our big
1: fans out there. We love you guys. And also to our friends on the thecigarauthority.com, watching us live on video on ustream.net and podcasted on podbean.com. And you can uh, on-demand us at any time and watch the show at your leisure. And we're there for you out there forever and ever.
2: So can we, can we light a cigar now? I mean, I okay. hate it when
1: we get past the minute we haven't lit a cigar. There we go. We are, of course, this week, going to use exclusively the ZyCar products. So this is the ZyCar cutter that came out some years ago, and we'll have Kurt on there, and we'll talk all about it.
2: It's the only cutter I walk around with.
1: There it is. This is your cutter. This is my cutter. This is your cutter. This is my no, cutter I walk around not with every day. We, not something we're going to use just for today. That's something you use every day. I use every day. Okay, and the cigar... We are going to use is going to be HC. We're going to use it? We're going to smoke it. We're going to smoke it. And they have a a range of different flavors. They have something for everybody. And the first one we'll start with. We'll start with the mildest, of course. And it's the HC Connecticut. You know what HC stands for? Yes, I do. It stands for Havana Collection.
2: But they can't say that. And that's going to be the story. We're going to find all about that. Why is that? Stupid moron. I hate those people.
3: Whoever they are, I, I well, know who they well, are. We're going to say who they are. Too, I hate as a when fact. big
2: bullies push around little guys.
3: The 800-pound I hate gorilla
2: act, acting like, you know,
1: I a hate, child. I hated bullies in school,
2: and I hate bullies now. Bullies are not. First nice. of all, it's it's constructed well. You know what it looks like? It looks Cuban to me. Looks Cuban. Yeah. Well, first it, off, the th- person that makes it is our friend Jesus Fuego. I love Jesus Fuego. He really is one of the greatest cigar guys out there. He's Just a genuine, humble, good man. Well, from his upbringings and
1: families of generations that that got him to the game. And uh, he's a good guy, and he makes good cigars. Now, uh, I hadn't smoked the HC Connecticut in quite a while until yesterday. And and you loved it. And I loved it. Yeah. You know I'm into the mild cigars anyway, so... uh, HC Connecticut is right up my alley. Now, we have all the different kinds of cutters and lighters and everything, and ashtrays and and, uh, the the different blends from Zycar. And uh, right now, what am I going to use here? It's Zycar Day. It is. Zycar. Zycar. X I K A R. And it's the greatest product out there on the market in respects that everything is guaranteed for life.
2: And they're good to the customers, okay? Everything's guaranteed for life. And it's all done through the retailer. So if you have a cutter that's broken, you walk back into your retailer where you purchased it. They hand you a new cutter. Here it's you it. go. And they send it back to Zycar, and everything's dealt with with Zycar. Nobody does that in this business. What does Zycar do after they get the broken ones and they fix them? They give you another new one. They, they give, give me you a credit. new one.
1: What do they do with the old ones? They don't I, throw I don't, them away. I don't know. They give them to the military for
2: free. How cool is that? All right. How cool is that, seriously? We, uh, we, we Is this all Kurt? Could, can we, should we hug him? We'll hug him when
1: Kurt's a un- nice on you. guy.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> He's so sweet. They, they
1: have, um, you know, I went through their mission statement. Uh, they stand behind products through lifetime total satisfaction warranty. They have a uh, four F's function, form, fair, and forever. P- pretty basic. This is what they what they've stand behind since they came out. It's a very interesting company, and and the only product I feel very very comfortable as far as a lighter goes. The only product I feel very very comfortable on selling because I don't have to worry about doing a bad uh, disservice to my customer that comes in. He leaves doing and, a bad
2: disservice. Is that a bad word? Disservice. Well, a bad disservice is a double negative. Oh, double negative. <laughs> we can talk about. Grammar, if you'd like. Okay. Do, do a disservice.
1: Basically, you talk. said
0: you want to screw your customer. Right. I, no,
1: I, I want the opposite of that. <laughs> I never want to. And I am willing to do whatever it takes to give the customer a great experience. And usually, when you sell somebody a lighter, mm. the problem is... It breaks.
2: It breaks. Especially jets. Right. Okay, jets break. That's, that's the end of that. And at least if you have the lifetime warranty thing. Why would you buy... Okay, any, any other. A, f- a $500 jet from I don't care who, Porsche Design, let's pick on them, okay? Because they have the expensive jets with a limited warranty. And they're not here. Yeah. When you can buy a Zycar jet for as little as, what, 29 25 okay? Right? And yep. then it's warranted forever. Yep. Because jets break. That's it. Jets just break. I don't care how much you pay for a jet, they break. Yep. Um,
0: well, let's talk about the cigar because... <laughs> We Let's talk this. about handing a lighter and a cutter oh, on over sorry. to Mr. Jonathan over here. Oh, I'm sorry. You I know it's my last you day. You had attitude
2: when you walked in because it's your last day. You're wearing a just god-awful
0: They napkin. won't believe you. They
1: it's won't believe terrib- you because they oh, yeah, can't they, see me. Now, Mr. Jonathan's leaving us. He's going to Hollywood or somewhere.
2: <laughs> he thinks he's a big deal. Um, the cigar looks like... The reason I'm going to call it Cuban is it's veiny. It's all veiny. It's veiny. <laughs> it's all veiny. It's, you know, it's... It's a, a clear wrapper. It's nice in color, but it's veiny and, and a little stretched. It looks like, um, not you know, I'm not picking on it. I'm just yeah, but, calling but but what like, it is. like a
1: Davidoff would be with you know, you can see yeah.
2: visual veins. Well, when you have a Connecticut shade, you know, it's light, kind of more prominent. Sure, a light cigar like that, it's very prominent for you to see that stuff. But um, I'll tell you, it's light tasting too. As it gets on. You're going to taste
1: lots of flavor on the cigar. Yeah. as I said, I smoked it just yesterday, and I had it a long time ago, and uh, it's been a while, and I smoked it and really paid attention to it, and I really like this one. This of the group is going to be my favorite. We're going to build up in strength as the day, as the day goes on, of course. But this one is this is the one. For you know, this is 10 a.m. live here in New England. Uh, Depends where you are listening to it, but right now we're doing this at 10 a.m. live on a Saturday morning. Perfect. Cup of coffee. Nice the mild Kin- Connecticut shade oh. wrap
2: cigar. It has. It's, it's flavorful. It is it's flavorful. It's not mild, tasteless by any means. It's not tasteless, but it is very mild. Okay. It has subtle nuances, and I'm actually. I am going to miss this about Mr. Jonathan, so I'm going to defer to him on this one. Oh, great. His palate, although inexperienced in tobacco, is very delicate. You really pick up all the flavors. So la, 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 la. tell me what you're tasting when you're get when you're
0: tasting this. You guys know that I, under pressure, I'm not that good. I need some time to kind all of right, figure it out.
2: Uh, here we
1: go.
0: You guys lit yours already? or a quarter of an inch in. Right
2: back to another reason to dislike
0: Mr. Jonathan yeah, you, got I mean, a, you got, excuses. You've you
1: got an hour and 15 minutes. That's all the time you have left.
0: All right. I should have a decision by then. Okay.
2: Do you taste almonds? <laughs> it's very—it's got very delicate taste. No I'm going to go with vanilla. Yeah, I'm going to go with vanilla. A, a light pipe tobacco. Yes. Ooh, very good, David. A Light pipe tobacco. Yeah, it's 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 almost like, yeah, not not overly so. Not like you smoke you know smoking a big bowl of cherry. You know, the typical cherry pipe tobacco no, that people think of. But the ones that have the vanilla in it. Like and it's not cap, flavored. Like the cap black type of thing. No. It's but. not flavored. Not a flavored cigar. They don't do anything funny with it. Jesus wouldn't do that. But um, it is delicate. It's, if you like a mild cigar, you know, I, I always like to talk about other things that are like it. If you're an Ashton smoker, you'd be, sorry, but an idiot not to smoke this. I mean, it's that good. If you like Chateau Royale... By our friend Steve Saka, that's another great mild cigar. This is even milder than that. That Steve Saka's uh, Chateau Real is like full flavored and mild. This is mild and subtle and delicate. It's really, really good. I mean, it's better than any Connecticut Shade Romeo and Julietta. It's better than any Connecticut Shade Monte Cristo out there, don't you think? I love it. Way better than an Excalibur. This is a Saturday morning cigar for me. This is fantastic. It's a great cigar. Can, uh, you know what I want to talk about, Dave? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you tell people what you did with your haircut yesterday? Come on, let's tell people. I
1: didn't do anything. I yesterday. noticed
2: your haircut as soon as I walked in. <laughs> Good, tell people. Tell people about your haircut. I got a haircut. I'm going to enjoy this. You got a haircut. How did you get a haircut? Tell them.
1: About 20 years ago. <laughs> Here we go. This starts 20 years ago. Uh-huh. I got a haircut. <laughs> A, uh, when, I, when I was a disc jockey, actually, Mr. Jonathan, yep. so, I'm, so I'm a disc jockey It out was more there. than 20 years ago that Right, so it was more than that. Okay. A, a buddy of mine uh, would always make fun of me because I'd get home at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and turn the right. TV on. I'm all wound up from the night, and what, there's nothing on but infomercials. Yeah. And I'd buy all this crap because I'm up, I'm wide awake, and I'm seeing this thing, so I get the slicer and dicer. I get this, I get that, the little painted one on the wall. I've got it all. Yeah. So he's like, you never got the Floby. And I said no, 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 and it's always a joke and stuff. And it was my birthday. Yeah. And what did he get me? He got you a Floby. He got me a Floby. So I tried the thing out probably 25 years ago, right? 22 years ago, whatever it was. I tried the Floby. I said that thing works. It's fine. <laughs> and I've been Flobian for 20,
2: 20 something years. <sighs> if people do, for people who don't know you, if, you know, you're touched. I mean, you got you got some.
1: It's, and it's not about saving ten bucks or whatever a haircut costs nowadays. Because although I don't, you're I using
0: am, the original Floby that you had, I am for twenty years. Yeah,
1: it's perfect. Well, like once a month, I plug it in for literally four or five minutes, suck my hair up, and cut.
2: There's no hair that goes on your neck. For the, it's it, so it, old. Like we got to tell people. It was uh, Floby is a mic is is a vacuum cleaner that you attach to um, a, a cutting blade. Uh, what yeah. do you call it? An electric cutting blade, like clippers. Yeah. Like clippers. And it was, it, uh, in my opinion, it was just
1: marketed improperly because it is the best way to cut your hair. It would work perfect on your hair. It depends what kind of hair. I mean, you have curly hair, maybe not.
0: It wouldn't work for Mr. Jonathan.
1: No. You, you don't have hair. You don't have any hair. Precisely. But when you <laughs> did, it would
2: be fine. Stop being jealous. Like, like a Chinese person, it would work perfect on, on their hair. Because they have straight hair, Now yeah. you're, now you're... Pigeonholing all Chinese people, they all have to have straight black they, hair. And if they ever all about bought, the black Flobys, and he, that's not very PC. If they all days. bought Flobies, it would be a billion dollar industry. So, like, industry. If, if you're like, uh, I don't know, JJ from Good Times and you have like a six foot afro, you can't use it? Can't use it's it. It's not going to work? It won't work. So, for certain people, but can you imagine a opening up a
1: hairdressing place? And you high tech it, and the tubes were silver, and you made made the thing instead of plastic looking, metal looking, and it would be cool. And it, you'd go in there, and it'd be like high tech instead of the look you're you're giving me. You're actually excited about this. It's a great product. It's a great product, and uh, I'm I not believe sure. in it. I've been using it for twenty
2: something years. Even if you, and, I, and it would probably cost fifty dollars then. So. Uh, I, I, Even if we could get you to see a therapist at this he, point, he, I don't, he, don't think it's going to have any effect. He has a brand new Floby <laughs> in the box, unopened.
1: I'm waiting for this one to go. And I, I, he, won't, I go he won't use it.
2: My wife got me
1: one
0: for Christmas this year,
1: a new <laughs> one, because this other one was 20-something years he old. He has it
0: in his humidor. It's aging, where he it's normally aging. should be aging cigars.
2: You are so precious. You know that? So and you, know I, I love You, you know got precious. a haircut? You said, oh, you got a haircut. Oh, I
0: have to talk about it
2: on air and completely <laughs> throw you under the bus. You okay. know you'd do the same with me. That's right.
1: Yeah, I should get you a Floby.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not going to Floby. I think that's going to be the, the
1: uh, Christmas bonuses for this year for all my employees. <laughs> oh, Th- won't they be happy? <laughs> and then, uh, then in January, February, March, I'll be working by myself. You're actually
2: disincentivizing them. Is that a
1: double negative?
2: No, oh, incentive, oh,
1: disincentive.
2: I'm disincentivizing Floby. It's a good product.
1: It, All right. It's a good product, and Go uh, maybe we can get them as sponsors on the show because I believe in it, and I stand behind it. I've used it for 20-odd years. You know, so, I'm and anxious if, and to if the Chinese used it, it would be uh, huge. What about Market Black-anese. to China?
0: market to China, huh? What about black and ease, people? What is a, Mom's black, dad's Chinese.
2: Like a Tiger Woods. Oh, really? I don't know. Only different. How, how is they here? I don't know. I, um, I'm anxious to smoke these other ones because this, this is, well, it's a Suego so I knew it would be good, and I know that these are going to be good, but this is just too mild for me. Even though it's Saturday morning, I'm looking for more. I'm getting well, citrus.
1: You're going to get more. I'm getting a little bit of citrus. little citrus? little citrus? Anybody? He's okay. Kurt's okay with that. I said, I, 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 I taste a very hint of light pipe tobacco. Yes. It's got a nice aroma to it. It's burning beautiful. It's well constructed. It's a great cigar. The cut is perfect on
0: it.
2: We're having a Zycar day here at Two Guys Smoke Shop. This is a Seabourke perfect cigar entry. to exhale through your nose.
0: Yep. Okay. Can do that. Not yet. Hang on. All right.
2: Exhale the cigar through your nose, which um, you guys all know this because you guys are our cigar authority listeners. But uh, that's the best way to taste a cigar. Like you know, all the the big. You know, cigar guys out there to really taste tobacco when they're sitting there blending. They put the smoke in their mouth, and they exhale it through their nose. They believe that. We, we all know that's it's to be true. true. In order for your palate to really experience the whole thing, you have to incorporate the entire palate. And the only way to do that is to pull the smoke all the way back and then back out through your nose. I, you don't do that through smoking
1: a whole cigar, but you really want to taste it. You just right. taste buds everywhere and stuff. Okay. And that's part of it, too. You did it?
0: I did it. No, I, I got uh, just a little bit of hay. I'm getting the citrus, specifically like orange. Kind of like, you know those orange chocolate balls you get at Christmas time? You smash yeah. them. All right. I'm getting that kind of orange, but instead of chocolate, the vanilla put together in a little ball. White Smooth. Sugar. Orange, white chocolate. It, vanilla.
2: You know, it's he does make these crazy it's analogies, there. but it's absolutely there. Every time he says something like this. He's right.
1: Tommy's going to miss you.
0: What kills him. I am. I'm going to miss that part about him. What kills Tommy, he totally wants to kick my butt every single time I say it. He's like, oh, he's going to say something gay. And I say it, it's gay, but it's right. No, baby. you're right. You're dead right. You're dead on right. I love
2: it because you're, you're really great at describing f- these Crazy flavors. You get them. Well, your taste buds are new. They're fresh. You're able to taste yeah, he's it. not thinking about it. We, and we've talked about it before.
1: We, we, as we smoke these next two HC cigars, yeah. they've they've received a 90 and a 91. This Connecticut we're smoking didn't get rated yet. And I'm telling you right now, I like it the best of all. But they're never going to rate this cigar good. No, because it's too mild for them. They can't taste it. Right.
2: I can taste it. It tastes good. Well, that's the that's the thing you got to be careful about is, you know, you don't say it's a bad cigar just because it's not your taste. You know, we'll say here on the Cigar Authority, I don't like that taste, but I recognize it to be a good cigar. This is a really great cigar. It's super mild, so I'm not going to smoke it a heck of a lot, yep. but I know it's a great cigar. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's what it is. And we're smoking the Robusto, I believe. I was smoking the Torpedo before the show started. Now I'm on the Robusto. Yeah, this is the 5x50. They're the same um, if I smoked a Davidoff 1,000, the 1,000 series, I could Davidoff 4,000 or 5,000. I think this is a better value. What's the price on this?
1: This is 8 boxes. ish uh, 8 boxish? Eight ish Now eight eight 50. 50. Uh, Today, they're introducing a brand-new size. They have now the Lonsdale, the Robusto, the Velocoso and the Toro. Today, they're introducing a 6 by sixty, six 6x60 cigar. Never out before, and they have it in all their lines. 6x60. Six
2: I want to know if Kurt has... Something special for us that I know he puts in his pocket and doesn't sell you. Uh, I had one. I had Did one. you bring them? Should you leave? <laughs> yeah. <should> you, <laughs> leave? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Look, you're going to come here, and we're going to be nice and be friends and have a good time, or maybe you should go home because you don't have them. <laughs> Tommy likes to have what other people don't. Right. You know, and as, I like as We stroll, all
1: do. As we all do. Yeah. So when we, when we come back on the next hour, uh, not, uh, after the break... Uh, We'll bring up Kurt and we'll see what he has. And there is the sound right now. We're going to go to break. When we come back, Kurt Van Kempel from Zycar, he's the owner, the founder. He's going to tell us about HC cigars, HC and HC cigars and Havana Collection, and all his new stuff. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Network.
0: MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. We do everything from TV to radio and weddings to backyard barbecues. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we will tailor a package to fit your needs. Reach me at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or by phone 603-475-1391. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I would like to
1: invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off of Exit 1 on Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Nashua, and Seabrook, New Hampshire. see, no cigar tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have put three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars anywhere, and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop, it's stogie heaven!
0: Get in on the ground floor of our new show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority reaches a strong audience of educated consumers with disposable incomes. We will tailor a commercial to fit your needs, from post-production to the finished product. Email us at ads at thecigarauthority.com. That's A-D-S at thecigarauthority.com. Get in on our team and team up with The Cigar Authority. White Birch Brewing
1: is the home of finely crafted, small-batch beers. My friend,
0: owner and operator Bill Hurlicka's goal is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy's all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two-barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire, that takes an artisan approach to brewing. Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales, each Batch is bottle conditioned at H at the brewery. It's a slow process,
1: but one they wouldn't trade for anything.
0: Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers or go to WhiteBirchBrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about food? No, cigars.
1: Cigars, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Grella Financial is a multi-generational, wholly independent financial planning firm. Family owned and operated, all of their clients are treated like extensions of their family. They'll take the time to find out what is truly important to you for making great financial decisions. Unlike working with larger firms and talking to voicemail, you are assured to talk with Tom Sr., Tom Jr., Joanne, or Bridget Grella, Every time. Going through a divorce, selling a business, inheriting money, or about to retire? Consider calling the Grella family at 800 752 7235. Or visit them on the web at grellafinancial.com. Securities offered through LPR Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.
4: Hey, Sammy B here, Sammy B's Custom Carpentry. Foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting a job, and I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references. 603-553-2345. Totally if you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's
3: 603-553-2345. Oh,
2: yeah. I asked
1: him to bump me with this. He did it for you. He did it for me. These are the good times right now. I love that intro. Yeah. This is the cause for all those people (laughs) in New England, understanding the cause. No R's and R's No No R's and R's. We're we're back. We're the Cigar Authority, David Garofalo and Tommy Grella right here. And joining us this week, live, Kurt Van Kempel. Welcome aboard. Good morning. Thank you very much,
2: Tommy. Good morning. Nice to see you. Nice Nice to officially have you. Kurt
1: owns and is the founder of ZyCar, ZyCar Products, and now HC Cigars. And uh, tell us a little about how you started the whole company. It's a very interesting story.
5: Well, thank you. Um, Back in the mid-'90s, when I first got involved in smoking cigars, uh, my father had smoked cigars all my life. Uh, I'd walked in and out of cigar stores with him and sat in the car double-parked while he went out and looked for cigars. I started getting involved and I picked up a double guillotine cigar cutter and thought to myself, you know, this is this is awkward. And literally I set out to invent a new cigar cutter. I talked to my Make but- a new
1: mousetrap. Yeah. Yeah. Random mousetrap. Trap.
5: And to be quite honest, it wasn't an idea to start a new company and to build a big company in the cigar business. I just wanted a new cigar cutter. <laughs> For yourself. For myself, there we go, and it,
1: now without a doubt, I would say, as far as cigars accessories, you are number one in the industry.
5: Um, we believe we are, we, I believe yeah. it, I we believe, believe it. We absolutely.
1: Are. And, a, and, a, and a big reason for it is they stand behind, unquestionably, like nobody else does, they stand behind their products 100% with with an unbelievable 100% guarantee. It's pretty unbelievable. I've used it,
2: actually, I've used it. Just take I an had, advantage that team, situation. yeah, I'm gonna tell Kurt right here on the air with the cigar it. authority, we don't just promote stuff. Here's my Zycar cutter, right, that I carry every day, and I started with the wooden one, which is my favorite, but the edges kept coming off. One, two, three. This is number four. Every single time, you guys just give me whatever I want.
5: Yeah, well, we really believe that our products ought to function as we um, promised they're going to function. They ought to have good form, meaning they ought to look good. They ought to have good feel to the hand. Um, They ought to be fairly priced, and they ought to function extremely well, and when that function fails, we have a disappointed consumer, and I'm a consumer too. Right. So I've suffered that same disappointment with products uh, that I've bought over the years. And then with other products, and, and I'll give you the example that led me to this uh, idea of the lifetime warranty is cross pens. Yes. In high school, I sent the back of a cross pen in because I'd bent the nib and said to them in a letter, uh, I'd be happy to buy a new back, et cetera, et cetera. I bent this nib, I got a new pen. And that's I thought, awesome. no, that's incredible. And I still use cross pens today for that very reason.
2: Well, let me give you a consumer, another consumer story uh, to, to that point. I have a set of um, Maui Jim sunglasses. Yeah. You're familiar with them? Oh, yeah. They're great sunglasses. They're very popular in the golf course. They're very expensive, $200-something dollars yep. for a pair of sunglasses. They were given to me on a Christmas gift two years ago. I just sent them back because one of the things broke. It broke. Whatever. It broke. They sent it back and said, we'll fix them for you and give you new glasses for $110. Let me tell you, I was pissed. I was really, really miffed. I'm not stupid. I understand that that's probably what the wholesale price is. Okay, what are you charging me for a brand new wholesale price of, uh, of sunglasses. I mean, if you're going to charge me something for shipping, I'll give you that. And squeeze the retailer out at the same time. Right. It's but, a double edge touch in the mouth. You know, two years, I mean, to me, even if you're going to say, for legal reasons, and I understand this, our warranty is limited to X, Y, Z, but if you ever get the opportunity to say thank you to a customer, you just do it. Absolutely. That's my take on it,
5: and, our and warrant- you guys do that. Our warranty is limited to your ability to get the product back to us, whether you uh, walk it into David's store and he hands you a new one across the counter or whether you send it to me and I send you a new one. Now, of course, we'll get some lighters back uh, that simply have bad fuel in them, and quite frankly, half the lighters we get are just bad fuel. Yeah. Um, fuel in a lighter is just like gasoline in a car, which would you prefer, to put diesel in your gas engine or to put race fuel in your gas engine. Yeah. So half the lighters we get back have bad fuel. We blow them out. We uh, bleed them out. We refill them with good fuel. We put them in a package with a can of Zycar butane, and we send that um, lighter back to the consumer. Right. And the the only type of fuel we use
1: at our stores is Zycar, and it's because it's triple filtered and clean, and it's not like –
5: the, official, I, the yeah.
1: Ronson, which is the biggest problem. The okay.
5: official statement is our um, butane is um, filtered to less than 30 parts per million of impurities. And impurities in butane fuel are beads of oil. And so when they're trying to – a bead of oil can easily pass through a candle-type flame sure. because that's a, that's a large port. Whereas when you're using a jet-type flame and you're trying to uh, compress all that air and get that through those micro ports. Of, beads of oils will clog up your lighter.
1: Right, and that's exactly what happens. Yeah, absolutely. So you bleed it out. If you have your lighter, you've been doing the wrong thing. You've been putting Ronson inside of it. Get a little pen or a little screwdriver or something. You see that little nub in the bottom of your lighter. Push on it. Shake it. Get every last drop of bad gas out of that thing. You should do it anyway when you refill, refill a lighter so it doesn't keep mixing with uh, air and things like that. But get it all out. Put good Zycar fuel inside of it. And no matter what lighter you'll have, you'll see it runs better and lasts and lasts.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Once a month, at least, you ought to bleed your lighter just because over time when you're you're filling your lighter, and by the way, always fill a lighter upside down so that the butane goes in first. But over time, you'll put butane on top of more and more compressed air in your lighter, and that's what needs to be bled.
1: And that goes for the cigar store owners that are out there. And we do it a few times a year that we actually empty out every lighter that's in our showcases yeah. and refill them up. There's downtime, unfortunately. We wish there wasn't downtime, but there's downtime. Empty your lighters out, refill them, because when, you, when the customer comes in and you're showing off a lighter, you want them to click the lighter on the first shot and the lights, and they say, oh, geez, I like it. Instead of click, 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 click while the ear's coming out and whatever, it's been sitting around all that time. So bleed them out. Do it for your own sake. Uh, for your lighters that uh, are not being used because uh, same thing with uh, a car sitting in the garage for a long, long time.
5: And, and David, if you don't mind, I have a follow-up for Tommy on his experience with that um, warranty and turning those in. You know, many of you have heard of the idea of continuous improvement, and really it's just a saying until you really are getting product back, like like we've been getting product back over the years. And, therefore, over the years we study what we get back, and we say, oh, well, obviously this is the problem great example is the uh, wood handles popping off the xi3 cutter mm-hmm. and you know we got enough of these wood handles back that we said okay we have a choice either we're gonna drill them in and rivet them in which is rather ugly or we're gonna figure out why they're popping off and the reason why they're popping off is the wrong epoxy you know attaching metal to wood yeah. with an enormous vibration every time you open it up is very difficult you know what the answer is by the way what gorilla glue
1: oh no really
5: yeah, yeah. It's good you stuff wet,
1: you wet it and all of a sudden, a,
5: it's Gorilla Glue. And globe. it
1: isn't coming off, boy.
5: It's not coming
2: yeah. off. Edgar actually was finally the one who said to me, you know, just, you know, they, they realize there's a problem. We're sorry. They haven't figured it out yet. If you don't want it to happen again, just pick yeah. out another one. We'll, get, we'll let you pick out yeah. whatever one you want.
5: So part of the magic of the lifetime guarantee and of getting these products back is that not only do we satisfy the consumer, but it also forces us into a continuous improvement product process, unless, of course, we want to continue to pay by replacing products for the problems that um, we didn't realize in the manufacturing process. I'll
2: tell you, what a great way to run a business, though. I mean, really consumer-oriented. You're, you're doing what's right for the consumer, and you believe that's what's going to make your business successful, and it has.
5: It's it's entirely it's, – it's the entire philosophy behind the culture of the organization, and that is do unto others. Really, it's the golden rule. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and we have high expectations about uh, the way we get treated. We're fair, we're honest, we like to be treated fairly and honestly. That's right. So from the very beginning, we said, okay, we're going to guarantee our products for life. And then I would get calls from retailers and consumers asking, what, is, what exactly does that mean? Can I do this? Yes. Can I do that? Yes. And over time, we understood by the interaction that we had with retailers and consumers that guaranteeing our products for life means guaranteeing everything we say, sell, and do. And because if you're going to be honest, you're either honest totally or you're not honest, right? It, and
1: there's no fine print under there. Yeah, you're right? obviously no. a shyster. I mean, I've <laughs> got that. There's no, there's, there's no fine print. It's that simple, and it's not that you have to bring it, send it back to them, and and bother put it in a package. And I, I know lots of people that they end up coming into a into our store, and they everybody's has that drawer full of lighters that don't work anymore, and. Um, You know, oh, I'm going to have to send them in. And and a lot of guarantees or warranties that are out there, you have to jump through hoops and do so many things to it, it never happens. So that's why they were able to offer something like this. This is unconditional and so easy. Go back to any store, not even the store you purchased at. Go to any store that carries the product. Hey, this doesn't work. Let them bleed, which is what we do immediately. We bleed the the lighter out. We refill it up. Like you said, 90% of the time, that's it there's not even a problem here you go works and then you sell the guy a can of fluid because uh he's been using the wrong stuff and now he understands and uh he's happy and hopefully he buys comes in and buys cigars in the store there's the good part about it if if by some chance something's wrong with it and it doesn't happen all that much but something's wrong with it which color would you like oh you know what maybe this time i'll take the black one so what do i do now i said that's it have a nice day they leave with a smile on their face, and this is the happiest thing of all for any retail store, for any consumer. I'm a consumer myself. What's happening than that? You walk in and you actually walk out with one brand new in a box. You gave up your all scratched up one that you had, and you, and you did well with it. Something happened. And you pres- couldn't be happier.
5: And presumably they leave with a cigar, too. Right, right. And the or, next time that they're looking for a lighter, they... Nowhere to go.
1: Or they look at the new models because you're constantly coming mm-hmm. out with new fancy models. The designs are fantastic. Fancy? Fancy. Okay.
2: Is no, go ahead. I- no, seriously, go ahead. Sexy? You and Jonathan can be fancy. Fancy and sexy. I'm going to be cool. Okay. I think the designs are cool. All right, cool. I mean, look at this new one right here. This is cool. Oh, that is really cool. I mean, that is shop. It, it's
1: know literally shop.
2: Yeah. <laughs> do you know the story of that? No. There's no two alike.
5: That's correct. That's, oh. our, that's our Havana collection cutter. That's the Don't original. Don't say that.
2: Don't say Havana collection. You're on the radio.
5: I get to say that. I have a registered trademark Havana collection. You on? T- on? On cutters, lighters, humidification, um, containers.
2: Containers. Not cigars.
5: Not on cigars.
2: All right. I'm not going to put you on the spot, but we're going to make fun of not them later. On no. no we're going
5: I'm, on
1: the spot, baby. We're going to talk about it. Happy to. All right, let's do it. We, we mentioned it. What's the story? This, this brand says HC on it. We know it's Havana Collection. What went wrong? Well,
5: it's Havana Collection. It's um, Humidor Club. It's Havana Club. It's whatever you want to call it. It's okay. HC Series okay. by Zycar.
1: Okay. And why can't it be called Havana Collection like your lighters
5: are? When we applied for trademark on the Havana Collection name, we applied for all of the categories that we're in, that we uh, make and market products, which is. Um, cutters, lighters, containers, um, humidification, and cigars. Yeah. The Patent Trademark Office denied cigars. They accepted all the rest, and the reason they denied cigars is because the word Havana was too descriptive about the origin of the cigar itself. Much in the way Tommy Bahama has a trademark over clothing that have nothing to do with the Bahamas; it's with the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We trademarked the name Havana Collection for everything. But And it was accepted for everything but the cigars themselves.
1: Because somebody is putting a a hold or a stop on you you, trying to use that.
5: Uh, Well, originally, and and we're we're still with the Patent Trademark Office right now, originally they said no, and so we reapplied. They said no altogether, and this is the way it works. You apply for a patent, you apply for a trademark, they give you one answer, yes or no. And let's say you've got some inventors out there in the audience the next thing that happens is you go back to your attorney, and they, the attorney will redefine the application according to what the Patent Trademark Office told them. And then the Patent Trademark Office says no again, and then they'll redefine it again. And that's the process by which companies or inventors, entrepreneurs can get patents and trademarks. That's why it's expensive yeah. because you have to go back two or three times while the attorneys are redefining according to the Patent Trademark Office's indications. So they indicated to us that we couldn't have uh, Havana collection for cigars, stop, full stop. So we reapplied and said, okay, we'll take it for uh, container or cutters, lighters, uh, and containers. Clothing? Not yet. Okay.
1: Because <laughs> there's, baseball,
5: there's baseball caps that have it. In order to get a trademark, you must have the product in use. You, can't, you, can, you can file for an intent to use, but then you have to prove use within six months. Okay, so w-
1: I'm not getting the answer I'm, I'm trying to that I'm searching for, okay. and I'm trying to get where the problem came with another manufacturer that's out there. Here we
5: go. Okay, here we go. Once a trademark registration is approved, the trademark office publishes that registration, says we accepted it's registered. There's an opposition period. I, I believe that period six months yeah. uh, from the time that the um, registration is approved and published. There's an opposition uh, yeah. period. Our trademark of Havana collection was opposed by the Cuban government, by Corporación Habanos, specifically the Cuban government's marketing arm for Cuban cigars. That's
1: right, Fidel Castro. Yeah.
5: So um, that opposition is truly, for all intents and purposes, the filing of a lawsuit, not uh, against Zikar itself, but against the registration of the name. Now, of course, we are fighting that um, opposition, so it, it really looks, for all intents and purposes, in, in materials, and in time, in uh, attorneys, fees, et cetera, like a, like a full-blown lawsuit. Yep.
1: And, and Habanos, that company, who is uh, uh, Altatus, um an arm of Altatus, which are the people that have Monte Cristo and Romeo and Juliet, and I say this because I went through it myself We have a product that's out there now for over 15 years, La Giana Havana. I had a trademark for 10 full years. It was time to re-up, after 10 years, re-up that trademark, which we did. And we got opposed by Altatus, Habanos SA. And they said, um, we are trying to fool the public into thinking La Giana Havana is made in Havana. And we don't have any right to use that name and uh, we went through the same process, hired attorneys, talked to them. This thing is going to cost you into the hundreds of thousands of dollars to fight. And I thank you for doing it because I had to back off. Uh, financially, it, it wouldn't work out for us. There's no way we could move enough product to, to take over it. But my feeling of it was the bully, which is the big giant company that's out there, it pushed their weight around so much that I had to back off my own trademark of a product I had before they were even in business.
5: Well, what you say is um, unfortunately true. Right. Um, Corporacion Havanos has filed 49 trademark oppositions in the last five years. Wow. We we believe that they are preparing the ground in in what I call a scorched-earth strategy to clear the ground of any other brands Mm -hmm. with Havana in the name. Just because of their sheer
1: money that they have behind
5: them? Well, they have the, the financial um, wherewithal. And as you said, the Cuban government is in a 50-50 joint venture partnership with Altadas International. Altadas International is a conglomeration of the former French and Spanish monopolies for cigar distribution. So there's big, big, big money behind this. And, and they do have the money to oppose, then take it to... Um... But this is communist Cuba. That's yeah. How do, how do they get away with it? In, in the United States. Yeah.
1: It, I, it makes me so angry, not only that Altadas gets behind it, but that ultimately this is funneled back into Fidel Castro and the Cuban regime's pocket. Well,
5: we believe that they are using, in fact, the embargo as both a sword and a shield You're right. uh, against us. And that's from the standpoint that they do not have to show use of their trademark, which is a, the primary requisite of defending a trademark. They don't have to show use because of the embargo. But because of a law passed several years ago that enables, let's say, Coca-Cola to have its trademark in Cuba, they have the right to defend their non-used trademarks in the United States. And the shield part is they know that we cannot uh, settle any lawsuits with them because how would we? How would they pay us right. given that there are no money transfers between the two countries? How would we pay them if that were the settlement given that there are no money transfers? So that they realize that every single opposition must go to trial. And the trials are very expensive. And then the next thing they do, let's say they lose, yeah. it must go to appeal. And it'll so, go
1: right to the Supreme Court. It's well, crazy.
5: I, I presume that at some point it's going to elevate um, fairly high. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, let's, let's get off the negative here. Let's talk about something positive. And, and you guys got into the cigar business. Tell us how that happened. You got a marriage with Jesus Fuego, and that wasn't done by, by accident. Obviously, you, you really think about what you're going to do. Obviously, thinking about
5: bringing a great product to market. And then you did that again with cigars. So tell us about that. I'd be delighted. Uh, we have addressed the uh, marketplace step-by-step step each, each year and each product category. So we started in cutters. We moved into lighters, gave the same guarantee to lighters. Then we moved into humidification. In fact, we bought the leading humidification company. Because, which was who? Which was Madeline. Yeah. And we had started marketing their products under our name. We became their biggest customer within 18 months, and they asked us to buy them out. Uh, we said, no thanks we love you as a vendor, please just keep selling to us. And, and then they came back six months later and they said, fellas, really, we want you to buy us or we're going to sell to somebody else. So then after that we had, and, and with the acquisition of Madeline, we had humidification and containers, mm-hmm. both uh, humidors and travel cases. Yeah. So here we are, we're in every category in the front of the shop. Right. And we're not in the category that sells 80% of a shop's business. Maybe more. That's not why we went into the cigar business. Oh, really? No. Okay. It wasn't out of greed because, frankly, we have plenty deduced yet in the accessory categories that we're in. Yep. Both in terms of um, product line expansion as well as in educating the consumers about who we are and what we do. So that's not why we went into the humidor. The reason we went into the humidor is because as we've gone about marketing our products and doing Zycar events, we've had to give away cigars. During Zycar events. And when you give away a cigar, you either give away, and it's usually through the benevolence of the, of the retailer, sometimes you're giving away a great cigar, sometimes you're giving away a not-so-great cigar. Either way, A, it reflects on the brand that, that I'm trying to market, mm-hmm. and B, it doesn't reflect my brand that I'm trying to market. Right. So as we, as we got into these events, doing events in stores, we realized we need to have a cigar to give away. And if you're going to do a cigar, it's really, to coin the phrase, go big or go home. Do it right, right, right. Or, or don't do it at right. all. And, and given the quality that we've tried to build behind our own brand of, and I think very successfully built behind our brand of accessories, mm-hmm. we had to get a good cigar. Right. Not, not, not just a cigar, but perhaps a great cigar.
1: Now, at the beginning, the cigar came out as Defiance.
5: That's correct.
1: Okay, That's and why correct. did that disappear?
5: Well, it disappeared because negative advertising doesn't work in the cigar trade.
1: Okay, and defiance. And defiance yeah. is,
5: um, you know, negative advertising, yeah. apparently. I, I have since learned that we, we, all of us, are in the business of camaraderie. And a cigar smoker doesn't sit down to be defiant. He sits down to relax, have comradeship with uh, his fellow smokers, sure. where, a pre- where a plumber and a president become friends.
1: Okay, so it's, if a mistake happens with you guys, you fix it? We just fix it. fix it.
5: Kind of, like, kind of like the wooden handles on the, on the um, cutters. That's right. The cigar was a great cigar. It got a 91 rating. So we simply transferred the, in the stock to the new brand Havana Collection, okay. or HC Series as it became.
1: Okay. And I, I just took the band off this because I'm getting low on the cigar, and I'll be lighting up the next uh, one, which will be the
5: Criollo we'll smoke next. Right, and that's the original, by the way
1: fantastic cigar i'm loving it we'll we'll uh, when he's off we'll it's end up unbelievable it. but um the band as i take the band off i mean talk about detail every detail is taken care of here when you take the band off that cigar you should take the band off did you do it there's a little pull tab oh yeah okay a little nub over yeah. here the coin it's the coin yeah. yeah the coin itself you pull off it so you don't have to actually tear it off Right. Look at that, that little thing. I've never right. seen that on another cigar And I'll before. tell you what
2: I like. They don't have the, the coin on the, on the pull tab um, footband. for the footband. I like a but footband. But everybody overglues a footband, and then it rips the wrapper. That's, this is put on perfectly. Well, that's, that's Jesus.
5: That's Jesus Fuego. We were fortunate enough to uh, meet Jesus Fuego at a trade show three or four years ago, and he was just starting out on his own in the trade. Now, he'd been in the cigar business since birth. Jesus grew up on the Corojo farm in Pinar del Rio, Cuba. He um, went to the University of Havana, got a degree in post-harvest methods, which is blending and rolling cigars, and then ran a factory in Havana. Subsequent to that, he emigrated not to Miami but to Honduras to go to work in the trade of his neighbors and of his father, Mm -hmm. and that is making cigars out of Honduras. So we met him at the trade show and uh, told him what we were looking for, He said, sure, no no problem, I can do it. And the first cigar that he presented to us, we we got a series of maybe three different blends to try, was a cigar you're right now smoking, and it blew us away. This is the Criollo. It's the Criollo. This is the most Cubanesque, I say, of all the cigars. It uh, is a a very straight-profile cigar, same cigar from beginning to end. It's medium body, medium flavor, with um, some real rich tones coming out of Nicaragua. And then the peppery spice. of Oh, Honduras. yeah. It's
2: got spice right away. Man. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. It, it hits you right away in, yeah. it, in a good way.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So. I think
2: I'm going to make a, a pretty bold statement, and I'm going to pat myself on the back here for a second. Because when I was in college. He, he never does, he does that. That's never does. I do that Thank for you. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> when I was in college, there was a little band that came out, that, uh, started hitting MTV. And I sat there in the commuter lounge at UMass Lowell and to- told my friends these guys are going to be huge. And they, they were like, yeah, well, just another passing band, whatever. That band was Pearl Jam. Wow. <laughs> and they came and played at UMass Lowell when I was, when I was a student there to, in the small gym to like 300 of us. One of the best things ever. But you, you kind of knew, just seeing there and being so into music, you kind of knew they were going to be huge. So, so when CAO came out, they came out and did such a great job because their marketing is fabulous. I'm going to make a statement and say Zykar is going to be the next CAO. If not, certainly I think you guys can get that big if you want to because the same thing. You have an honest product. You're doing the product as best you can, but you're also combining that with great marketing. This looks like a great cigar. The rapper, the band tells me it's not only a well-made cigar, but it also tells me that um, it is a… Serious. It's, it's Yeah, it's
5: serious. It's, it's a little not trendy, but it's… I don't know. It's the, you paid attention to the details. It's a bold statement to put a band like this one with the Havana Collection art on it with uh, gold coin embossed and debossed. Right. Um, printed in, in uh, the bronze uh, dye type gold printing. It's, it's a very bold statement. The product itself has to back that up. Right? Oh. Be- because you, you pull out a cigar like that and pull off the foot band and light it up, and if it's, if it's a junk cigar… Then, then you're not only disappointed once by the cigar; you're disappointed twice. Yeah, it's like you got by fooled. the perception yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Have I been fooled by yeah. by the packaging? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The,
2: the one thing that kills everybody in the cigar business, though, is consistency. And you've got Jesus Fuego on your side, which means you you, you almost couldn't have a better guy on your side. The guy is just brilliant. We, you know, we've met him, we talked to him. He's, I I just think the world of him.
5: That's exactly but right. The, the key is consistency. Jesus Fuego is a true master blender. He is. He is a true master blender. And I don't know if your um, audience knows this. I I presume since it's the Cigar Authority, they do know this. But every single harvest of tobacco needs to be reblended for consistency's sake. And if it's not reblended... That's when you get lack of consistency. Right, because right.
2: the tobacco might be a slightly different this year than that year, so you put a little more ligero in it this year because you need to strengthen it so it's the same as it was last year you, and vice versa. You gonna, have, you're going to have to change
5: the this, ingredients
2: to make it taste like it used to.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. You, have, you have more rain than less rain. You have more clouds and less clouds. It's, it's, so every single harvest has to be re-blended, and Jesus is a master at that. Absolutely.
2: The guy is unbelievable.
5: He's a great guy. He's also a master at the blending process itself. This original cigar you were smoking earlier has tobaccos from five countries in it. And for anyone to say, wow, this is a good cigar, without knowing that, then learn that it's got tobaccos from five countries, and you think, now that's a master blend right there.
2: But subtle. See, what most people aren't going to appreciate is how unbelievably well that cigar is blended, that Connecticut. Um, nothing to
1: cover it up. There's nothing to hide right. Yeah, right. if, if, if every yes. ingredient isn't delicious.
5: And balanced. Gonna, and balanced. Yep.
1: It's going to definitely shine through. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So that, that's why I believe the mild cigars to produce a great mild cigar is tougher than a full-bodied cigar. You can hide some other things yeah, inside it.
5: Sometimes that Connecticut shade has a grassiness to it yep. that can even turn sour yep. after it starts burning too fast. And this has got the Mexican tobacco in it, which tends to be sweet. Not, and I don't mean sugary sweet. I no. mean, I mean white chocolate sweet. Yeah. Yep. And that totally balances out that grassiness of the Connecticut shade. How did
1: Mister Jonathan do on that? On his um, thought of how he described. Oh, I loved it. it. I yeah? loved it. Yeah, it, sound, it, it was, sounded right because I tasted it. I mean, when he was saying that, I took another pull on the cigar and I said, "Boy, I taste
0: exactly what you're saying.
1: I think you got it. You hit the nail on the head on that."
0: We have a uh, caller on the line. His name is Jerry. Hi, Jerry.
3: Hi, Dave. How are you? Very good. I'm uh, thoroughly enjoying your show.
5: Good, good.
3: Hello, we... I uh, know you know who's on the line, correct?
5: Hello, Jerry. How are you this morning?
0: Fine, thank you. How about yourself?
5: I'm, I'm doing well. Are you working this morning, Jerry?
0: Working uh, as always, Kurt. I'm really uh, enjoying the conversation and uh, listening to the feedback on the cigars. And uh, I think you're doing a great job of describing them correctly.
5: Oh, thank you. All
1: right. You smoking this morning? I've already had my uh, Connecticut, and I'm about to light up the Criollo. I uh, look forward to the morning to light up that Connecticut. That's my very first cigar of the day. It used to not be my favorite cigar, but uh, it's what I look
4: for every morning when I I wake up. Oh, that's uh,
1: dynamite. That's dynamite. Uh, Do we have any questions for him? Do we have any – can we uh, give him some cigars or
5: do something? We can definitely give him some cigars. David. Yep. Do you, you know this, Jerry, and this Jerry well, is my exec VP of sales and marketing.
1: Oh, so he doesn't need any cigars. Jerry Jerry. I don't know who it is. <laughs> oh, no uh, wonder what. You, you're smoking a cigar first thing in the morning because you get them for nothing.
5: No, not nothing, believe yeah, me.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay.
5: That's why I asked him if he was working.
1: Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, on a Saturday. Okay, Jerry, thank you for checking in. You betcha. I, I do appreciate the comment about the uh, the quality of the cigar, especially the Attention to detail with the footman that you talked about earlier.
3: I'll, I'll t-
1: uh, we'd be, we'd... I don't know if you've caught our show before, though, Jerry. This is this is a, a, a rough uh, show when it comes to the manufacturer because we tell it the way it is. We're not gonna, We're not gonna. Uh... Uh, be about the advertiser, and if, if they buy in, they're going to get the, the, the uh, uh, thumbs up or something. We, w- what we're trying to do here in the Cigar Authority is tell the truth and kind of be like the consumer reports for the cigar industry. And our listeners really care for it, and we've heard a lot from them and stuff. And that's what we're going to do, tell it the way it is. And uh, luckily, uh, yeah, you know, having you. on here, yeah. it worked out for you. But. Yeah,
5: but, Jerry, call back in if I get in big trouble. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I will do. I will sign off and enjoy the rest of the show. So thanks, guys, and I do appreciate the comparison to uh, to the next
2: TAO. Uh, hopefully, we can be able to get there. There we go. Right, you
1: take care. Thanks, Jerry. So, so uh, Tommy, you were mentioning uh, when you were in college. Curt obviously, you, you can uh, hear by him talking, is has a master's degree in international business.
2: I can hear by him talking that he has an international business. That's right. Business by, 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 by the, I can can't. hear just by you speaking. more
1: but but more importantly than that, I want to feed him.
2: Okay, that's that's a good ear.
1: More importantly than that, speaking of feeding him, yeah. is he was the business development manager for American Italian Pasta. Now Tom Grello was Get in the Food the Network. The... Show. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. He's a, he's a chef and he was in the Food Network. I Show. didn't know that. It, yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was he's on kind the of a big Food deal Network star. I'm, yeah. I'm,
2: I'm a legend in my own mind.
5: <laughs> yeah. I want you to feed me.
2: Uh, you will. Well, well, you, I, you, look at you. Yeah, you're tiny.
5: Yeah, well, you, you,
2: you need be, to be fed. Yeah, well, you didn't do a lot of carbs
1: in those days. Did no, you, get, you uh, get sick of pasta.
5: Yeah, I did. Did you really? No, not at all. We—I uh, worked for American Italian Pasta Company. I was one of several business development managers there. And, um, brands that I would recognize. Yeah, well, brands that you've eaten most of the pasta you've eaten is American Italian Pasta. Give me a couple of brands. They are the sole supplier of pasta to Cisco. Yeah, which is uh, most of the food service pasta in right. America. They are the uh, greatest uh, or the largest private label pasta supplier to grocery stores in the United States. They own Muller. And all of those sub-brands, they own uh, a variety of other brands. Um, so, and, and I don't know them all because the pasta market until recently was a regional market. Correct. And um, a couple of companies have uh, bought out most of those brands. And uh, AIPC was one of those. Hmm.
2: I so. wonder if they're making – you said private labels. I wonder if they're making the, uh, the stop-and-shop private label pasta. It was awesome.
5: Well, I don't know, but uh, Jerry Deer is probably about to call right back in because – Jerry Deere was my boss at yeah, AIPC.
2: That is awesome.
1: Now and you brought him
5: in with you, and now you're his boss? I, I begged him to come in so that I could give it right back to him. <laughs>
2: hey, where's home for you, Kurt? I, I get a little accent. Where's that? Kansas City. Kansas City, Missouri.
5: Right. Did I say that right, Missouri? Well, I wouldn't know because I grew up in Kansas. And there's a big difference, and we, 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 love, to have our, uh, we love to have our fights between Kansas and Missouri. Any of you who follow basketball or football, college basketball oh, or football, yeah. know that. Yeah,
2: so. uh, One of the ho- one of the major cities of barbecue Yeah Kansas City, Memphis, um, parts of North Carolina Although it's not city specific And the same in Texas Th- Those are like the four barbecue capitals in this country That's correct Okay, so what does Kansas City do better than anybody else for barbecue? Well,
5: what is it known for or what do I like? Give us both What okay, is it known give you for? Both. Kansas City is known especially for its hickory style barbecue sauce so we have a, um, you know, North Carolina's vinegar. Yep. South Texas gets sweet, et cetera. Yeah. Kansas City's barbecue sauce is a um, tangy hickory based sauce. In fact, the, the barbecue sauce you can buy in the store is Casey Masterpiece. It was made by a doctor in Kansas City. Came out of Kansas City. See, I happen to know. Came out A little Kansas bit City. about food. I mean, yeah. I know food. I mean, <laughs> the, 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 the base of barbecue is the same world, you know, uh, nationwide, and that is you're smoking meats in a fairly traditional manner, using perhaps different types of woods to flavor those meats. Now, I'm no expert, but growing up in Kansas City, you get to know a few things, uh, not the least of which is because we have the largest barbecue contest in the world, I think. Yeah. And that's the American Royal Barbecue Contest. Yep. And, and something like 50,000 people attend every night for three nights. And what do you like? My favorite barbecue in Kansas City, I'm going to give an endorsement here, please. Is Oklahoma Joe's Barbecue. And it Oklahoma Joe's is in road a, trip. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, road trip. <laughs> yeah, Guy Fieri would love this. Yeah, it's Oklahoma Joe's is in a gas station. It's, it shares the part of a eat, gas station. Eat at building. Joe's and
2: get gas. Yeah,
5: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good, that's a good one. It's a good shirt. <laughs> I'm
2: telling
1: you, you could sell a million of
5: them. Yeah. No, but there's there's um, there's uh, hundreds of barbecue places around town. Gates is a great one. The most famous, perhaps, nationwide is uh, Arthur Bryant's. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, President Nixon stopped on a, on a road trip to have Arthur Bryant's. Awesome. So, and it's it's famous. But my personal favorite is in uh, the gas station right next to my high school, and that's Oklahoma Joe's.
2: That's
0: awesome. We should have had
5: some Johnny Black to share with Kurt.
2: Oh, oh yeah. I did,
1: well, I didn't. We have a local guy up here making uh, Johnny Black barbecue sauce. Sauce awesome. And it's I mean, very, it's very good. good. And uh, he's just started marketing it out, and it's out uh, there. And, oh,
5: I'd like to try it. Yeah, I, I did I'd make like something for say.
2: I didn't. I, I actually had ribs. I would have made them if I knew, but we didn't. We'll
5: have to do that the next time we have you. You know, we were talking earlier about um, the cigars and and uh, with Jonathan over there, how they taste. And and I'm sure uh, if some of your listeners are like me, I, sometimes I hear a little bit about this or that taste, and I think, what are they talking about? And I have to say that in my experience in talking to consumers and asking them what cigars they like, uh, I have to say that a palate is a palate, and some palates can taste this, some palates cannot taste 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 that. Mm -hmm. For example, I believe that my palate is really oriented towards peppery, spicy foods. Mm -hmm. You like Uh, that? I love it. Okay, you're here. And and last night I had a habanero sauce and. No problem. I know eaten, where you went last night.
1: I know where you were. Yeah? Okay, good. The okay. Facebook is unbelievable. I followed you. You went right near my house. I, I, half I a, heard mile, that. half I heard a mile that. from my house. So I'm looking on there and I'm like, oh my God, I should just freaking walk down there. But I'll leave them alone
5: because you had me all day yesterday. In, in fact, our good guests were, were uh, laughing because apparently they get asked all the time, hey, I saw your new house over in. Yeah, London. yeah. <laughs> Well, you're the cigar guy
1: over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not and, my house. Yeah, I live there, and that's where his business is. And uh, it's Kurt from uh, Twins. Yeah, Kurt Kendall, great, yeah, great, great guy. Mame his
5: wife. Yeah. and I met, I met Keith, Kurt's brother, and uh, Which I, I really don't know if super met. people. Yeah, super they're very, people. very, very nice. Yeah.
1: So they're right in my back door. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to take a break, and uh, we can't thank you enough for coming here. Stop Pleasure. by. Uh, you're here all day here in, in Seabrook, oh, yeah. New Hampshire. Please so come. Come on down. We'll right, be right back. Don't go anywhere.
3: Kansas City, Kansas City,
1: here I come. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I would like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off of exit 1 on Route 93, 95, and Route 3. Salem, Nashua, and Seabrook, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have put three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars anywhere, and
0: single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop, it's stogie heaven! MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. We do everything from TV to radio and weddings to backyard barbecues. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we will tailor a package to fit your needs. Reach me at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or by phone 603-475-1391.
4: Hey, Sammy B here. Sammy B's Custom Carpentry. Foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting the job and I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references. 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's 603-553-2345.
0: Looking to buy or sell a home in Central Florida? How about a vacation home? There's never been a better time than now. Prices are great. Call ownahomeincentralfl.com.
1: FL stands for Florida, and it's warm there, Charlie.
0: That's right, and no state income tax either. Check this out. New construction home, 1,800 square feet, three bed, two bath, brand new, have it the way you want it, starting at $139,000 in Kissimmee St. Cloud. Find it online at ownahomeincentralfl.com or call our friend Paul Antonelli toll-free at 800-338-2549 or Paul's direct cell number, and he's going to hate this, but I'm giving it to you anyway, 321-443-4028.
1: And it's warm there, Charlie. White Birch Brewing is the home of finely crafted small batch beers.
0: My friend, owner and operator Bill Hurlick Goal, is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy's all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two-barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire that takes an artisan approach to brewing. Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales. Each batch is bottle-conditioned and aged at the brewery. It's a slow process, but one they wouldn't
1: trade for anything.
0: Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers or... Go to whitebirchbrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about... Food? No. Cigars.
1: Cigars. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Grella Financial is a multi-generational, wholly independent financial planning firm. Family owned and operated, all of their clients are treated like extensions of their family. They'll take the time to find out what is truly important to you for making great financial decisions. Unlike working with larger firms and talking to voicemail, you are assured to talk with Tom Sr., Tom Jr., Joanne, or Bridget Grella every time going through a divorce selling a business inheriting money or about to retire consider calling the grella family at 800-752-7235 or visit them on the web at grellafinancial.com securities offered through lpl financial member finra sipc
1: woo we're back baby we're back we have the Cigar Authority. <laughs> Tommy Greller and David Garofalo, the Cigar Authority. We're talking cigars, and uh, it's Zykar. It's all about Zykar. We just had week.
2: Kurt on. Wow, what a great guy great, he is. Great guy. You know what I'm thinking? You yeah. know how impressed we were by Jesus Fuego? What a marriage, huh? Uh, exactly. The, the guys are exactly alike. They're both very humble. They're both v- in incredibly sincere and considerate. What great people. It's a wonderful marriage. Yeah. yeah. He's like Bob Ross on the radio, though. He's, he just Our show just went... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <quiet. laughs>
3: and I want to feed me. him, but... <laughs> yeah.
2: He's thin. He's thin. He needs to
1: gain some weight. Yeah. We've got to put some calories in him. Let's say hello again to our friends uh, and people listening to us in Boston on W W Z N. 1510 The Zone in Boston, along with WARL 1320 Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. We have WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Nashua, New Hampshire, and WGHM 900 The Game in Manchester. Those listening to us on the thecigarauthority.com, ustream.net, and podcasted on podbean.com. So, there's lots of places to pick us up and listen to us, and you can take us with you anytime and take the podcast and give it to your friends. And we always have the same warranty that they have on Zycar. We have an unconditional money back guarantee on this show. Yeah, if, if you don't, you don't like, like it, it we'll you give you everything you, you paid. Everything you paid for it back, which is actually nothing. <laughs> so, we have it
2: made. On well, how, about, our how about the same deal with a uh, little manger I just brought you? Mm, let's do I, that. Okay, so let me tell you what I was thinking here. I love English-style pork pies. You've had those before, Kurt? English, like an English pork pie? Okay, English-style pork pies, are it's, it's called a suet pastry dough, which is basically a dough that's made with lard, and they typically filled with pork. Lard, but I'm always lard. disappointed with the inside because I'm a guinea. Yeah. <laughs> so I basically took my meatball mix and used that as the filling, essentially my meatballs on the inside of the pork pies instead of pork, and uh, a little bit of sauce and mozzarella cheese, And there you go, that's what you got.
1: This is what you do, we just put a little lettuce on top.
2: Yeah, you have a little sauce as a condiment if you'd like, if you like extra sauce, but I made
0: those. Yeah, it's got Tommy's meatballs in it, Dave. Hand it over. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) There we go! I have to say, I never thought I'd see the day that I would eat a meatball. I'm so proud. That you're
2: doing this. You have no idea. Mr. Jonathan is the, the last the
0: show vegetarian. For
1: me.
2: And last week
1: it
0: was the last thing we were starting to turn him around. We were we, really we, doing, we, it. We're doing a good we, job. Uh, we had worked. If he out. hangs out
2: with us, he'll be fine. That's why it's, I'm it's, going
0: back to being gay. Yes. and being a vegetarian <laughs> yeah. after this.
2: So while you're while you're uh, checking that out, I, I have to bring up a food conversation because Kurt was talking about barbecue and, and barbecue in Kansas City. Kansas City being one of the centers of barbecue, no question about it. You know, to my listeners out there who I know a, a lot of you guys are real foodies too, let me tell you something. The Americans, we don't know how to do barbecue. We really don't now I know that a lot of people be in South America or, or all, 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 the United States does not know how to do barbecue, and barbecue in this country originated with um, slaves particularly in the South, getting the cheaper cuts of meat that required more finessing to make better. but they we have hundreds of years of barbecue history, and that sounds like a lot. Let me tell you. It's nothing. We don't touch the Chinese when it comes to barbecue. The Chinese Get have it all here. over the Americans when it comes to barbecue. I can't believe what you're you saying. You want to have the best barbecue you've ever had in your life, go to Chinatown. Okay? Go to China. That would be the best. And, and have uh, a rotisserie, you know, whole pig or, or the, bar, the way they barbecue pork with that sweet glaze. Number, it's that, unbelievable. They make, the Chinese make the best barbecue in the world, period story they have thousands of years of history of barbecue well,
1: you make the best meatballs i i can't believe this is what threw, they threw you off of the food network
2: they, yeah this I mean, is that's true you, um,
1: He was on the food network, the guy was doing unbelievable, he was a riot it was it was great entertainment it was the best this is uh how guy Fieri got his thing, yeah. Which is Can you the uh, Food Network Put stuff. your mic a little. I'm sorry. In your mouth. I and pushed you- it away because I was eating the meatball.
0: Thank you.
3: And
1: I didn't want everybody to Guy Fieri to has
2: had me, you know, do shows with him in Atlantic City and stuff. I mean, Guy Fieri would say, to you, you know, Tommy, it's just too bad. It didn't happen. But he doesn't. It's not like he has that kind of pull. And now right. he's a busy guy, so his attention's diverted. When I see him, he, he's had me on diners, drive-ins, and dives. You know, we, we talk. We're friendly. He, we get along. He knows that I could do the job. It just hasn't happened.
1: Boy. It's crazy. And it was the meatball they threw him off of the meatball because it was too big it was too big <laughs> i would throw you out if it was too uh, small but you know we got you on the cigar authority because um they passed we, on you so. Yeah, so it's crazy but we all win here hey i'll tell you that was the uh the best entertaining and i'm not just saying that that was the best uh, thing on the food network uh channel ever and uh hey well, you're definitely biased. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm doing it the way I'm telling you on the Cigar Authority. I'm telling you the truth. I'd just, I just leave it out if I didn't think that way. But I'm going to relight my cigar because it went out on me because I was I'm smoking this
2: Criollo cigar that uh, Jesus Fuego makes, and it, it's distributed by Zycar under the HC Collection label. Let me tell you, it is unbelievable. What a Densely great packed. stick. a little spice to it. It starts off super spicy. Not in an offensive way. A lot of cigars, the first quarter of an inch or half an inch are bitter when they're too spicy and you don't like them. And after you get past that, you're fine. It starts off spicy but still really
0: good. Goes
2: good with a meatball. This, oh, is, this is this such a thing or you just invented it? I invented it.
1: Oh, it went oh. so
0: good with that meatball.
1: Isn't that great? This is something... Did you make the sauce too? Of course.
0: What what sauce heck? is just
1: basic. Could you make these and freeze them and then just pop them in the oven? And yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: It, it's your own Hot Pocket.
1: <laughs> this is a hot pocket times 10. It's the greatest oh, thing. Yeah.
2: Mm. yeah the, the whole idea of a hot pocket's fantastic, but it's made with garbage. Right. You know, I, I handmade the dough. This dough takes forever to make. took all day yesterday to make. I'm using the Exodus lighter, and this is the one
1: I use myself. That's the one yeah. I use. Yeah, I know. I you have know. that one. This has a whole bunch of different little jets in it, and then in between it has a regular flame lighter, and it's a completely windproof lighter. It yeah. doesn't go out. Yeah. This is perfect for the golf course. This is my favorite choice, being outside and having this lighter with me. As a matter of fact, when I was in Washington, we were on the rooftop. This is what I used. I docked it in my um, carry-on, and I got away with it. But what's better than this lighter? Those that are watching on TV. Huh? You have a regular flame lighter that doesn't go out. Yeah. This is awesome. And you're talking about, what is this, $50,
2: $60? 60, S- 60.
1: You know, Wh- like, like Kurt warranty. said,
2: really great product, well-designed, um, but a good value, too. You don't always, often see that. When you see something that's this cool, they take advantage of it, and they say, okay, well, you want the really cool thing. You're going to pay big money for it, and they get more money for the design, like Porsche Design does, for right. example. Okay. But the Zykar cutter, the, you know, it's definitely the coolest design cutter out there. When it came out, it was I mean, an instant hit. Right. And they're 60 bucks. It feels right in your
1: hand. That's the way your hand would, would cut right. instead of the odd way of having that double blade cut. What a, what a brilliant design. That's it. That, that's what it was all about. I asked Kurt before he, uh, when we went to commercial, where do you go from here? What's the new thing coming out? What are you going to do? He what said, he what's the future for us to be the best we can be? You know, with what the again, have. authentic
2: guy, good guy, really believe uh, in taking care of the customer. And, you know, we were talking marketing because Kurt and I both love marketing. Um, and, he's, and he hit it. I know you've seen marketing reports that said this, but it's all about authenticity now. It's not about selling product. You know, they used to come up, you know, the advertising of old was come up with a cool jingle, some kind of shtick or gimmick, and get them to buy it. That is the antithesis of advertising today. Right now, community. it's the officer. everybody. Everything is about authenticity, being what you say you are, and and doing that consistently and well. You know, um, Volkswagen is known for that in their ads, for example. You know, this is what we are, and that's it. And this Love is the new. This commercials, is what Kurt is. Way. This is what Zycar is. The the, the cigar is a, is. It's not the cheapest cigar on the shelf, but it's a, a good value. It's definitely well, it, not it, expensive. Yeah, you're
1: talking eight to. Eight fifty to nine fifty.
2: Nothing over ten dollars. No. Yeah, I mean, that's, and they, that's and they great have in
1: the, the brand new size that just came out at the six by sixty Grande, which is being launched right now. As as we're talking, six by sixty. It seems to be the rage right now. Not my favorite size, but uh, I smoked uh, the the shade one yesterday. Was fantastic. Uh, two hours. Two hours. Two of hours Smoke
2: this. I'll tell you, this is fantastic. This Criollo. That, well, Mr. Jonathan, have you lit up your Criollo?
0: I did. If this is the Criollo, mm-hmm. yep. yes, nice, a little, oh. little more heavy. Let me tell you, it went perfect with that Meepo. Yeah, a great pairing.
2: Thank you. I love that. Isn't that great? I knew you'd love that. That
1: is something. You got something there. <laughs> you got something. You can't.
2: You, can, you can't sell them. They're too expensive to make.
1: They're delicious. Nobody would pay you, for them. You got some cheese in there going on. Oh yeah, come on. Of course, absolutely s- delicious. Thank absolutely you. delicious. That's. Uh, you could market this because it's. Uh, you want a top quality product. You you can cook, my man. You can cook. You know what I he, love, he's
0: cooking. Yeah. What I love about this cutter, it closes when you're done cutting the cigar. Right. You don't have to cut the cigar and go then... back. Close it. It clicks right in. Bam. Yeah. It locks in. Ready for your pocket. Oh, well thought out.
2: And I like the leather cases that they that they. Uh, yep. Get with them. Yep. I love these little leather cases. It's just very convenient. It, it, it's a great cutter. I've had uh, Zikar cutter in my pocket for. I don't even know how many years. And I didn't know that I was going to be on the Cigar Authority and, you know, in and, and, uh, yeah, 10 Kurt's years ago when you bought it. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, it's just, it just happens to be a great cigar cutter and I happen to use it. That's
1: why they are the leader in this industry right now. And speaking of leaders, uh, see where I went
2: with the segue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, that was so delicate. <laughs> You're like a freaking bulldozer. Here we go. Go Ooh, ahead. Uh, Lee Iacocca. Lee Iacocca. Okay. This is a great man. The quintessential leader.
1: He, uh, he put a book out, Where Have All the Leaders Gone? This came out a few years ago, and it's getting a lot of attention right now because it was almost like this guy had a crystal ball. Mm-hmm. And he's speaking out right now, and he's got a lot to say. And what, what drew me to it to begin with is I saw the cover of the book, and there's Lee Iacocca with a smile on his face and a cigar in his hand. So I yeah. said, geez, what's this, Where Have All the Leaders Gone? And I looked a little into it, and uh, this is the guy, uh, for those that don't remember Lee Iacocca, our, our younger audience out there. He's the one that uh, saved Chrysler.
2: He's, he is the guy. He, he started at Ford as an engineer, went into sales, went back into automotive design, took over Chrysler in uh, the late 70s, early 80s, and made Chrysler with the Plymouth Caravan and the Dodge... Uh, no, no, what was definitely. the Dodge version of it? The, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. know. But the, but the minivan... Started with Chrysler through Aycock and his leadership, and turned around Chrysler and made it was, them it was a bankrupt company huge at
1: the time. So here's a guy that should be running the he, talk about a leader. He's the guy that should be running the country because what he ended up doing there was uh, you know we're bailing everybody out and all the stuff. This guy takes the company on, turns it around completely, and makes it a superstar again. And um, he's looking at the country right now, 82 years old, and he's saying, "Where are the leaders in this country gone?" and he's very, very outspoken, and some of the things he says, uh, you you know, he's screaming for bloody murder and stuff, and some of the things he says, I guess, as you get older and bitter and stuff, and he's not liking the way it's going, um, he's very upset, and he's at the point where he wants to throw uh, the Democrats and Obama out of office. I mean, the guy's very, very angry, and uh, he says some things in his book that's pretty amazing. He was a few years away from seeing exactly what was going to
2: was going to happen. So. Oh yeah. Well, one of the things he says is, "While while we're fiddling in Afghanistan, Iran is com- is uh, completing their nuclear bombs and missiles, and nobody seems to know what to do. And the liberal press is waving pom poms instead of asking hard questions." He's absolutely right.
1: Yeah, we we had Obama out there saying, "I'm sorry to them." You know, that, that was the, let's give this a try. Let's try to be nice. Be nice. Are you kidding me? They, they, they're at war with each other for hundreds and hundreds of years being nice. They're chopping people's heads off. This is not people to be nice to. You have to uh, strike, strike hard, go after them. And, and uh, he's very upset with the borders, the way that's going on with, it, with that. Our middle class is getting wiped out, and we have no leaders, basically. That's yeah. what, it, what it comes down
2: to. As a, and he is a leader. I mean, he, you know, what do you call it, management, call it leadership skills. But he's got tons of famous quotes. And uh, he says, for example, I hire people brighter than me, and then I get out of their way. You know, that's, that, that's how he thinks. That's great leadership. You know, Ronald Reagan, like right. him or hate him, okay, him, what Ronald Reagan did as a president undoubtedly, again, whether you like his politics or not, no one questions the fact that when he got into office, he literally said, let me get the best cabinet I can. Let me get people who are way smarter than I am and surround myself by that. And he did that. And I think that's, I happen to agree with his politics. I think he did a great job. Leah Iacocca says the same thing.
1: Yeah, Lee Iacocca is not trying to be the gloom and doom guy, and he doesn't want to be like Beck and just tell people the sky's falling and stuff. He's being this way because he wants to light a fire under everybody and try to get people to make changes and do the right thing for America. And it's a very, very interesting book. Really good something to look
2: for, and uh, it's a great book. Yeah, he, he's he's doing. Uh, you know, we're talking about Zycar today. Yeah, and let me give you another famous Lee Iacocca quote that I think Kurt may not even be aware of, but absolutely speaks to Zycar and what Zycar is all about. In the end, all business operations can be do- reduced to three words: people, product, and profits. That's it. Yeah, the, Lee Iacocca is a genius. Yes, and, and, and somebody like
1: that uh, wouldn't be bad to, to put in the cabinet and listen to somebody like this because he knows how to turn things around and this is the, the, the type of person we need right now is somebody mm-hmm. to turn things around, make the changes, the hard decisions. I mean, it's, it's, it's not uh, tax and spend. I mean, you've got to make some changes here, and we better do it in a hurry
2: because uh, the he, stock market is You know one of crushing, the things he, he talks about, that yeah. it, there's, there's going to be the antithesis of people today. Everybody is so irate at what's happening in the Gulf right now. Right. Okay, in the oil spill. Sure. So what it's doing is it's taking attention away from – people wanting to drill. Everything about drilling for oil is very negative at the moment. Lee Iacocca talks about this in his book, but we have the largest oil reserves in the world right here in the United States. And instead of tapping into them, we're paying for gas and oil from overseas. From the enemy. Okay. Well, I I don't want to dislike a culture, okay? But the fact remains that Saudi Arabia um, is one of the largest oil suppliers in the world, if not the largest, okay? And all the citizens of Saudi get checks from the oil that they sell. Yeah. It's one of the richest countries in the world. They, uh, have the average income is one of the highest in the world because they, they're all getting paid for that. We, I'm not suggesting that we should pay everybody for it, but I am suggesting why pay other countries for oil when we're sitting on this enormous reserve in it, Alaska? It makes absolutely no sense not at all. <laughs> Well, we're going to come back. We're going to talk cigars,
1: maybe a little more politics, books. We're going to have fun. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Grella Financial is a multi-generational, wholly independent financial planning firm. Family owned and operated, all of their clients are treated like extensions of their family. They'll take the time to find out what is truly important to you for making great financial decisions. Unlike working with larger firms and talking to voicemail, you are assured to talk with Tom Sr., Tom Jr., Joanne, or Bridget Grella Every time. Going through a divorce, selling a business, inheriting money, or about to retire? Consider calling the Grella family at 800-752-7235 or visit them on the web at com. Securities offered through LPL Financial member FINRA, SIPC. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. We do everything from TV to radio and weddings to backyard barbecues. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we will tailor a package to fit your needs. Reach me at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or by phone 603-475-1391. Get in on the ground floor of our new show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority reaches a strong audience of educated consumers with disposable inputs. We will tailor a commercial to fit your needs from post-production to the finished product. Email us at ads at That's A-B-S at thecigarauthority.com. Get in on our team and team up with The Cigar Authority. Looking to buy or sell a home in Central Florida? How about a vacation home? There's never been a better time than now. Prices are great. Call ownahomeincentralfl.com.
1: FL stands for Florida, and it's warm there, Charlie.
0: That's right, and no state income tax either. Check this out. New construction home, 1,800 square feet, three bed, two bath, brand new, have it the way you want it, starting at $139,000 in Kissimmee St. Cloud. Find it online at ownahomeincentralfl.com or call our friend Paul Antonelli toll-free at 800-338-2549 or Paul's direct cell number, and he's going to hate this, but I'm giving it to you anyway, 321-443-4028. And it's warm
1: there, Charlie. White Brewing is the home of finely crafted small batch beers.
0: My friend, owner and operator Bill Hurt goal is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy's all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire that takes an artisan approach to brewing. Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales. Each batch is bottle
1: conditioned and aged at the brewery. It's a slow process, but one they wouldn't trade for
3: anything.
0: Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers or Go to whitebirchbrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about... Food? No. Cigars.
1: Cigars. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar
1: Authority. I would like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off exit 1 on Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Nashua, and Seabrook, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have put three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Tax-Free, New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguysmokeshop.com. We ship cigars anywhere, and single cigars, too. Who guys smoke shock? It's Stogie Heaven. We are back, the Cigar Authority. David Garoppolo and Tommy Grella, we're smoking cigars. We're eating some great food. We're using great cigar accessories. And if you are a cigar lover, you belong here on the Cigar Authority. Thanks for joining in. While I got the opportunity, I want to say a little special happy birthday out there to a couple of listeners I know that are listening in today from Tewksbury, Massachusetts. Sal's out there. Happy birthday to Sal, 60 years old. And we have our friends. 60 years old. He looks good, though, for he,
2: 60. He always wears a... I, I'm ragging him for his watch. You ever see the size oh, of his yeah. watch?
1: Yeah, it's a clock. Yeah,
2: it's a grandfather clock on his <laughs> wrist. But he's a big dude. He can get away with it. Yep. And we have Ed out
1: there who's celebrating his birthday. I think he's in, the th- in his 30s. Ed is your right-hand man. He is. Ed is the man. And he, here's the thing about cigars and cigar people. We have an audience that's anywhere from, I would say, early 20s...
2: Into 92, 93 91. coming up? We a, yeah, yeah, we have a very broad audience in terms of age group. Only only men, though, usually.
1: And e- and each one of them can sit there and talk with each other because that is the commonality. That's what they're into, and they can talk. They can be any walks of life, any age. It doesn't matter, and they talk about cigars. You know how
2: George Bush makes up words and they make fun of them. Yeah. Commonality.
1: Common. common. Commonality.
2: Some, commonality. <laughs> Just, you know, I'm just saying. All right, because we're not
1: going to have Mr. Jonathan nuclear. to push around much more, so it it's looks nuclear. like it's going to be me.
2: <laughs> no, we're going to have Chuck. Chuck will be around. Yeah. You know,
0: hopefully he'll help us out here. Oh, and, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, we can I can already tell you I'm going to give him a hard time. Right. You and, already did start giving him a hard time. <laughs> yeah, I
2: actually already did. <laughs> Kurt, if Kurt could stay for a while, I'd give him a hard time. Chuck works
1: for the New England Patriots. He does the sideline sound on all the, the
2: Pats games. And he's going to be doing our sound he's now. He's going to do ours. He likes our sound. He likes our sound. <laughs> we, we don't sound like that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm going to miss <laughs> getting I'm bumped making... in with stripper music. Yeah. Thanks for that, Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. ACDC is like the quintessential stripper music, isn't I mean, it? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know. <laughs> okay. Obviously,
1: World we trailer. have
0: one female viewer, his wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yes, right. <laughs> right.
1: My mother-in-law listens. Does she really? Yeah, she listens, and uh, I took her to the ball game uh, last Saturday. Yeah, how was that, by the way? It was a great time,
2: and... Would we'll uh, you spend $1,000? Isn't it ridiculous? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. How much was parking? I have no idea. You went no. to Fenway, saw the game, parking was $50, right? How much was the sausage? Did you get the sausage? I, I did. And, that, and you know who my mother-in-law,
1: who's listening? My mother-in-law said, well, you're going to eat a sausage? And I said, "You listen to the to the show." She said, "Yeah, you're gonna eat a sausage." I said, "Right now."
2: So Where did you get a sausage? A sausage, outside the park or inside the inside? Park? Yeah, you screwed that up. Really? Yeah, you got to get it from the sausage king outside the park on Yaki Way. You can't miss him. He's wearing a big king hat, and he's got a you know he's got one of those cots. And he's he's, he's called the sausage king. He's a riot, and
1: he's the best sausage. And
2: he, I think he's the best sausage there. I nice mean, and burned, and peppers and onions. Oh yeah, and, and you know when I go with the, my daughters. No, it's not typical for a little girl. At the first time I took my daughter, i got to tell you the story. My 8-year-old, at the time, Quinn was 8 years old. I take her to the game, take her to the Sausage King. She's looking up at the guy. Yeah, Daddy, I want a sausage. He's so proud. Yeah, yeah. He gives her a hug and everything. So we go into the game. Quinn and I are sitting there at the game. The first guy comes running down the aisle. I put my hand up, you know, give him the thing. And he comes over and he's, you know, popcorn. Next guy comes up, he's got, you know where I'm going. Next guy, ice cream, put my hand up, ice cream comes over. By the third time, Quinn looks at me with, like, the happiest look in her face. (laughs) She says, Daddy, they bring you whatever you want to eat right to your seat. I said, you are a grella kid through and through. And while we're eating,
1: this guy's playing baseball on the
2: field. You should barely notice that, let me <laughs> right, tell you. Right. She was just so excited that you could sit somewhere in a crowd, and they would bring you whatever you want to eat right to your seat. She it's loved a, that. It's a, some of the food is really garbage there, though. Real oh, garbage. It, it, you know, some of the ballparks are really good. Our ballpark is terrible when it comes to food. If you've ever gone to Camden Yards, yep. that's the best place to see a, a, a Red Sox game. Okay, because it's much less expensive, but it's a new ballpark. It's beautiful. One of the best food times I've ever had at the ballpark, San Diego. Okay. Oh my God, you eat your face off. You're right in the middle of what they call the gas lamp district in San Diego. Yeah, I've There's heard of tons it. of great restaurants around, but you get in the park and they have everything from, you know, great fish tacos to, um, I don't know, fantastic hamburgers. I mean, really, really good oh, stuff really? and really inexpensive. And my fat rear end can actually fit in the seat. There we go. I'll tell you, the, the food at Fenway, especially the hot dog.
1: What a piece of crap! It's the garbage. Fen- the Fenway Frank. Come on, step it up. It's an embarrassment. The Fenway Frank is an embarrassment. It was awful. Of course, I got one.
2: Speaking because of Franks, to it's the law. Last week we talked about the the uh, what do you call it? The hot dog eating contest. Yes, and they had it. Yes, fifty five hot dogs. It was Joey a- Chestnut was nothing. It was hundred degrees out. 100 degrees. That was was the problem. That'll slow you down. Oh, my God. What happened with Kobayashi? Even Joey Chestnut threw him under the bus.
1: Well, what happened is he decided that the rules is if you eat for that organization in order to be there, you only eat for that organization. You kind of, like, sign up, and the only thing sanctioned by them is what you're going to do. And Kobayashi said, no, I do lots of other things out there, and I'm not going to be part of your thing if you're going to hold me back.
2: Then why? I, I don't understand why they didn't support him with that. It, well, they, they made him out to be such a bad guy Well, he then was he's a out. bad guy. then
1: he's out, yeah. and he shows up anyway, and he shows up to start trouble, and because they saw him in the audience and he was there to start trouble and kind of uh, down the whole organization and yeah. try to in front of them with, with thousands and thousands of people there, he, he comes into their turf and starts downing in on, on their home turf, and uh, that's when I, I they started. 50- I
2: think he should do that. I think he should no, stand if he up. From-
1: if he says he's out, he's out. He doesn't like he he doesn't like the rules. Get out and shut up and that's it. If you don't like the rules and you don't want to play, don't play. What Go a- there in front of uh, while while the uh, a 10-minute event is going on. It's the Super Bowl for them and say, "Okay, I'm going to I'm going to make my uh, my have my argument now." This is now is not the time to have your argument. Yeah,
2: well, I I happen to agree with him for him to for him to say, "I'm not going to just exclusively sign with you and they then they kick him out." But but you're going to go there so and, he, and make
1: a public yeah, display? Yeah, he's got to
2: go there and demonstrate and stand up for himself. Yeah, I Well, agree then that. he got arrested. He
1: well, got, he got
2: arrested because he acted like a jerk, but he didn't get arrested because he was there.
1: No, he got arrested because he acted like a jerk, but that's why he was there, well, to I act think, like a jerk.
2: I think he should, should take a stand and make, uh, make a name for himself. I think it's terrible that they're trying to m- monopolize him. You know, they shouldn't do that.
1: Well, he's not, he's not the best anyway. Joey Chestnut is the best, so if he wants to be the best again, come in and beat him.
2: Yeah, and he only... ate. 55 hot dogs, which, which Kobayashi
1: has to say, I could have done that.
2: All right?
1: But you know what? You, you, you play to your audience. Joey Chestnut only hit 55, but he still beat the second place by a whole bunch. If like Kobe, had, yeah, if Kobayashi was in there keeping up with him, he would have went faster and did what he had to do. But 100-degree temperature was going to slow anybody down. You're not going to win a marathon. No. You're not going to beat a marathon record at 100-degree temperature out there, and it was stifling hot. I, I know somebody that was there. Oh really, Louis? If he's listening, Louis uh, Devito, he was out there and uh, watched it himself, and he got so pumped up that he uh, signed up, and he's going to try to get in next year. Which you got to do
2: a lot to get in there, but he's going to try himself. So, and, well, he's a, and he's a skinny kid. I'm actually really excited. I noticed that you're, as we're talking, you're cutting, getting ready for this third, getting ready for the H-C- third one, getting um, ready for
1: the third one, and I'm going I smoked this third one yesterday. Uh, well. I smoked a blend of the third one yesterday. I smoked the, the, the very special Kurt cigar, which you have never had before, which yeah. makes it even more special for me. Kurt was really one.
2: thoughtful and thought <laughs> to bring some for us. I had one. I don't need one. Yeah. I had it. I yeah, had... He, did, he didn't bring me one. And Tommy tell... who? Yeah, you'll remember this shit. Ooh, did I? Sorry. Out loud. <laughs> <laughs> you'll remember this. Because
0: he's upset. week in a row for Tommy <laughs> I, Grillo. are <there> <laughs> up in the S-bombs. Because
1: uh, he's upset. I'm he a little. Because I have something he
2: didn't have. You know That's what? It. I was going to take him clothes shopping and everything afterwards. <laughs> yeah. There's a baby gap right down the street. I <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a little man. Yeah. Kurt's like, you know, five foot and six or something. Five foot seven. Is that right? Five foot six. He's, 100 he, he's a hundred pounds soaking wet. A hundred pounds soaking wet. Do you run? Are you a runner? A huh?
0: swimmer. He's a swimmer. He's a swimmer. So
2: actually, that that takes quite a bit of athleticism. That's every bone in your body, right there.
1: Yeah, it really or, does take. a lot. Or maybe
0: muscle. Maybe every. Maybe muscle. muscle. In your body.
2: But you know, I have uh,
0: a
1: lot
2: of nice ponds out there in Kansas City. Apparently, yeah, they got a pool and a pond. You got a pool. Got a yeah. pond. The pond would be good for you.
0: I love the all right movie quotes. I love the new cigar. Yeah, yeah. and uh, get ready get right, right off ready the quite. bat. Get ready. Black tea.
1: Oh, black tea. A I'm
0: little gonna, bit of spicy. Black tea. I'm going, to
1: give you what, I'm going to tell you what happened to me yesterday. And it's, it, it's a little negative, but I'm going to tell you what, what happened.
2: Oh, our friend Johnny just walked in. Another got, big radio guy. He's a, he's a professional. So he's, he is. He, yeah, he's nothing here, like us. No, he's here to laugh at us is what he's here <laughs> to
1: do. Dave, this d- is d- for you. Oh, thank you. This, uh, look at this big lighter. I love that lighter. This is a table lighter. Three jets. How nice is this?
2: Okay, this is going on my desk. And I love calling it. It's the Havana Collection. Of course it is. Okay, maybe they not I'm like the HC cigar. Zycar, they're being kind and they'll call it HC, but I think it's the Havana Collection. How's that? This cigar worked last week, uh,
1: yesterday when I smoked it, as a diuretic. Would it be a diuretic or a... Diuretic means it makes you pee. Okay, it worked the other way.
2: <laughs> Number two.
1: Number two. So it was a laxative. It was a laxative. Let me tell you. It was no joke, and uh, this is a full-bodied cigar. Get ready. We already had something to eat, so we're good, but this is on the full-bodied or full body. We had something good to eat, so we're good. We're good, and that was, it was a locale, uh, light on the lard, extra heavy on the
2: butter, <laughs> the, 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 the scabotza uh, in, the, in the cheese ooh, inside. Ooh, scabotza. Mm. Oh, delicious. Speaking of delicious, the cigar is delicious <laughs> instantly. Black tea. You instantly are good, And
0: like the Pokey family, I think.
2: Oh, Where look we're... who walked in. They're all here. Can we, say, can we say your name? Can we say your name? Huh? You're not even shaking your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend Michael the Mortician walked in. <laughs> Michael the Mortician. <laughs> hey, he's beautiful. Yeah. I, yeah, he's just said, I've lost weight. That's nice, Michael. Okay. He said that he was looking for a new customer. He he's itself. looking for a new customer. Yeah, you keep losing <laughs> weight, he ain't going
1: to get to you it's for it's quite a while. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, nice to see you. All walks of life in this business. Oh, it's precious. So like
2: you said, we have guy, the same way. Radio guy, you got a mortician, we got everything in here. Our listeners are the same way. We have listeners all walks of life, all ages, and that's one of the nice parts about being a cigar smoker. And I get to travel quite a bit, and when I get when I go somewhere and I go into a cigar store... I always meet people I like. Right, cigar people are nice people. Yeah, they do tend to be nice
1: people. It, well, they, they're relaxing. I mean, you're they're not. enjoying the finer things in life. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. a nice guy. Just yeah. ask me anytime. Yeah, get the floby. there's nothing wrong with the flow i'm I'm a big uh i I like it i like it and uh you you don't even want to get into the uh the playboy book till we till we read the playboy book you're against it right off the bat i i've heard good things i am gonna read it cover to cover i'm gonna rip it apart and uh then i'm gonna obviously write my own book right why not we're gonna have to we're gonna have well we got our show now we need a book right right and uh you know you, you know, I don't know the right words, so we're going to have to get somebody to, to correct a lot of that, too, when we yeah, get to that.
2: Yeah, there's some major editing there. This is full-bodied for me. This is too strong. I'm not uh, going to call it too strong, but, boy, if you like a strong cigar, if you like an Ashton VSG, if you like a, a La Florida of Chisel or a Lajero, um, if you like uh, La Roma de Cuba, uh, let's see, what else? Um, Brick House. Brickhouse is actually probably a little spicier. But if you like big, strong cigars like that, like a Padroni, Anniversario, try this. It's very, very good. It's
1: very, very good. Here's a Zykar cutter. Somebody took a Zykar cutter, the people from uh, Room 101. Mm -hmm. They take a Zykar cutter, they actually beautify it and, and turn it into a piece of jewelry. It still acts as a cutter and works, but they put lots of intricate design into it and added to it. And they're selling it at $275. The same exact... Where can you look at that?
2: Where can, we, where can our listeners go look at that? Um, Here. It's too small for you? Too small. Uh, Room101Silver.com. Okay. Room101Silver.com is where you look at it. Uh, MSRP is two seventy four ninety five. Room101 is our friends over at Camacho. Yes. It's our friend Christian O'Roa over at Camacho. Christian's another great guy in the cigar industry. Incredibly de- generous. When we went to Miami recently to uh, go see a bunch of different fellows, he took us out to the best restaurant. Yep. He took us out to uh, uh, Joe Stone Crab. Joe Stone Crab, which is absolutely unbelievable. You're going to talk about that. Go ahead. Yeah. There is a small plot in America mm-hmm. on the
1: American soil owned by the Cuban government. Should we be outraged or what? This is a piece of America that is Cuban owned by Fidel Castro and the Cuban regime. And it's been there for a long, long time. It has a long story to it, over 100 years. And um, some people are just figuring this out now, like me. And it is in Tampa, Florida. So uh, what happened is um, it was a small boarding house, and the property was passed through several hands until eventually it was donated to the Cuban government in tribute of their local hero, Jose Marti. So, in 1956, the Republic of Cuba took possession, indeed, of this American soil, this, this rooming house. Since then, it's been torn down. It's a park. Yeah. So, uh, you go down there, and uh, you can walk all over it, pee on it, do whatever you want to I do. Was I was going to say pee on right. it. Right. But um, that's Fidel Castro's land. You know, we, we talk about um, Gitmo, where we have American soil in Cuba... Yeah. I never realized that they have a uh, small plot of
2: land here in America, in Tampa, Florida, that's owned by them. Yeah. Um, so. Apparently, they, they have uh, activists show up there all the time, have for years and years and years. Yeah.
1: and Yeah, Anti, anti-Castro stuff, and they uh, walk around it. And I just never realized it was there. I've been to Tampa a hundred times, and I will purposely uh, make way down there uh, to Jose Marty Park in Tampa.
2: I don't love the fact that uh, it's owned by the Cuban government, but I, you know I think the uh, the Cuban immigrants in this country are fantastic people. Um, most of them are hardworking, law-abiding, good oh, people. Yeah. I think I think that adds to the culture of this country, as most immigrants do. And um, w- you know we should support the people and not confuse the fact that we're you know we're anti-communism, but we are pro-Cuban. Yes, I uh, Cuban
1: people. Great, great people, and uh, they're starving. They have nothing. Uh, Castro, uh, between killing them all and taking everything they have away from them, and what a shame, but uh, that, that's communism. And they are a communist country, and um, uh, we do not support um, their products in this country, and we are, our government tells us not to carry it, buy it, spend any money on it, because the money goes directly to... Uh, Cuba, and that goes for even uh, we were talking earlier about the HC thing and all that stuff. I mean, he, he's fighting the Cuban government, right? And they they don't want him to use Havana Collection on the cigar, and that that's the Cuban government for you. And uh, obviously, uh, our our um, alliances with Currit
2: in America. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, one of the things I love about this country is the fact that we are culturally made up of of um, you know. All these different cultures. Um, yep. And if you go to, to Miami, if you haven't, I would suggest that you try it sometime. But don't go to Miami just to go see South Beach, although South Beach is beautiful. What makes Miami wonderful, again, is how the Cuban culture has kind of embraced that of community. And it's been such a big part of it. We went to Calle Ocho, which people regard as being an unsafe place. I, I didn't feel that way at all. I felt completely safe we when We stayed until there there. There. midnight. What, d- let me tell you, food? Oh. oh, my God. That culture is just... Phenomenal. They, they know how to roast a pig, boy. Yeah. <laughs> they, and they know how to roast a pig, that is for sure.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: they make a wonderful cubano sandwich, which you can't really get here, that's very authentic. There are a couple places in Lawrence, but trust me, they don't even touch the real deal that we had uh, there in, in uh, Calle Ocho. The, just wa- a wonderful culture. Right. And,
1: and uh, you know, our is Cuban tobacco the greatest thing in the world? No, the Cuban cigar makers are the greatest in the world. And, oh, Jesus and, 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 Fuego. His yeah. whole
2: family comes the, from Cuba. They right.
1: are the, the the original makers of corojo. It's the people. It has nothing to do with the plot of land that it's on. Is this was their soil rich and, and good climate? It was rich and it was a good climate. It is a good climate, but the soil is gone. There's nothing. We talked about the color of ash last time, and the, you know we know there's no magnesium in the soil. It's it's missing everything, you know, and uh, which ends up having everything to do with the taste. Right. So
2: there, are, you know, there are other. Im- Im- um, different cultures that immigrate to this country that do not embrace this country the way the Cubans have. Um, And, and, you know, people have a hard time with, for example, the fact that uh, there's a lot of um, Spanish signage and uh, we accommodate the Spanish-speaking people down there. I actually don't have a problem with that at all. But embrace this country, invest in this country, and make the country better and the communities that you live in better, and the Cubans do that unbelievably well and I won't pick on a, a particular culture, but I, you know, I live here in the Merrimack Valley, and I can tell you not, other cultures don't necessarily do that. They, it's like they come here for work, and, then they, and they just want to leave. Mm. You know, They don't, they don't bring their, their families with them. They don't reinvest in the community. They don't make the community better. They're just interested in getting a job and then getting out. And I, I don't agree with that. The Cubans didn't do that at all. Not that they had a choice, but they didn't do that. I got a little chocolate
1: here. It's strong, but there's a little chocolatey taste. I'm uh,
0: spinning a little bit. Yeah, too heavy well, for you. The room, the yeah. room is spinning.
2: I, I hate to say this, but big. I got to be honest. I'm, I'm having a slight draw problem.
0: Ooh. Can I have a poker from over there? I'll give you a poke.
2: How about an it? D- it happens once in a while. You know what? If it doesn't happen all the time, that if it happened all the time, like a lot of the Cubans, and yeah. that's a problem. But <clears throat> handmade product. It's a handmade product, and there's no way around that. Thank you very much. Appreciate so he, that. So he's
1: getting right now a a almost like a little. Pin thick pin or something, um, and put pushing it through the the foot of the cigar to open up uh, maybe a, a tobacco leaf that was actually turned a little. Mm. Boom! Opens right up. Right. That's yeah. all.
2: Yeah, it's fine. It's it's very very strong, very very strong.
1: I'm not going to get all the way through it. I warn you right, heads up right now. Uh, <clears throat> the cigar does change right at the beginning. It's very very aggressive for me, and then it calms down. But then it builds right back up as it goes. Strong, strong, strong. Yeah. Strong. yeah. So uh, right now I'm in the sweet spot. I got to uh, the, the, uh, the the aggressiveness at the very beginning. It's calmed down a bit. I'll go for a while as it starts building up again, and the uh, the laxative part of it k- kicks in.
2: <laughs> I did, I'll back off. I th- Kurt hit it. The the Criollo is definitely my favorite of the three because I'm I'm in the middle there anyway. I like yeah. the medium. Connecticut. Your favorite, huh? It's by far,
1: it's by far. I think the cigar is not just my favorite of the HC line. It's one of my favorite cigars, period. Very good.
2: Well, again, I totally agree with you. It is very, very, very good. It's a fantastic cigar. I think most people aren't going to appreciate it because most people who smoke mild stuff don't really know the difference between a good and a great cigar, and it's very hard to, to, to distinguish a great mild cigar. That that cigar is, I'm going to say, top top one or two mild cigars in the world. Absolutely. Delicious. Right? I mean, I'm serious. It's, it's, it's that nuanced. It's that delicate. It's that um, perfect. It's really that good. Tasty. Although very, very mild, it has tastes like... Subtle nuances mentioned. to it. It's very a
1: fantastic cigar. Delicious. Some, something a, a new cigar smoker should really, really
2: go to. Go, go that. That's a good place to start. Unfortunately, on what new cigar smokers, and you guys being the Cigar Authority listeners, you guys know all the... You know, the great cigars. When you have a new, a new friend who, who you, who's just trying cigars, okay, and looking to you in your tutelage, please don't let him go and get the macanudo out of the case. Tutelage. You like that? I'll have to look that up when I get home. It's, it's a real word. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a myriad of different cigars. We have just a plethora a of cigars <laughs> available to you. Um, Don't let them. Everyone goes for the Macanudo or the Cohiba Dominican or, you know, a name that they think they know and isn't going to necessarily start them off. And I, you know, I'm going to say this. I think most Macanudo stuff is garbage. Sorry, but. Even though they have a cornucopia of different kinds. Nice. (laughs) Um, I'll throw something in there. There you go. That's a word. Your job is to help get them started the right way. If it's a friend you care about, I know that there are a lot of people that ask us, okay, all the time, non cigar smokers say, hey, can I have a cigar? You got any Cubans? And they instantly want, like, the most expensive thing that you have. Yeah, I... And you want to smack them and go, you can't even appreciate it. I'm not giving it to you. And, you'll, and you will not like it. It's too strong for you. It's too boy. strong for you. Let, 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 me, take let you... me take you to yeah. the HC Connecticut. If it's someone I care about, I want to spend the $8 on. I'm going to take you to an HC Connecticut. I'm going to show you what a great mild cigar is. And you're going to start loving cigars because somebody
1: that, oh, I've tried cigars before. I had a Cuban when I was in Mexico or something like that. I hate cigars. That's not what you want to happen. Let me start you off with something nice, and let me explain to you the differences of, of cigars, which is going to take me to the next subject. Oh, of course, Segway. You're segway. such a Segway are all about the segue. Segway. segway. I've got to buy one of those. The differences between little cigars and cigars mean oh. not much. In a retail store, what do you mean? This is the big problem that's happening. And and when I was in Washington just recently, this is the big problem that the the politicians are putting cigars in with cigarettes, and they think of them as the same because the manufacturers are doing it. You know, they're trying to get around the uh, the taxation on cigarettes, so they're making little cigars that are packed. Look at this picture over here. Yeah, it's a it's a pack of cigarettes. That are little cigars. That are supposedly little cigars. They take the filter off. They put brown paper instead of white paper. Yeah. And they say, this is little cigars. So the government gets all upset and says, okay, we're uh, now we're taxing. We're going to put another tax on these little cigars. There are little cigars, but these aren't little cigars. These are masquerade, these are cigarettes masqueraded as and they use that word cigars. They're not cigars and I'm telling you you're not allowed to use that word. I don't appreciate it. You have nothing to do with cigars. This is a machine made cigarette in brown paper and this is what's gonna end up killing this industry. We need to let you know the difference between a supposed cigar and a real cigar. These are real cigars that we're talking about in the Cigar Authority. We talk about real handmade products. Well, let's define that.
2: I mean, because that's what the the government needs us to do, so let's do that for our uh, listeners.
1: What's a real cigar? A real cigar is a handmade product, all tobacco. Here's the ingredients of a real cigar. Cigar
2: leaves. Well, tobacco leaves. That's it. That's it. Aged fermented tobacco leaves. That's right. Not processed in any way. No way. Everything's done by hand with the exception of maybe taking the stem out of the center of a leaf. Right. Okay, which is... You, I'll call it a machine, but if you guys saw it, uh, it's like the, the old um, um
1: singer, machine. Singer sewing machine Yeah, know, I mean, they're
2: hundreds of years old. They haven't been made in a long time, and they just take the stem out of the center of the leaf. It's the only machine in the process, and it's not done motorized. It's done by foot. Right. Foot pedal. Uh, that's the only machine in the process. Yeah, and some places do still do the
1: stemming by hand. So
2: a real cigar is 100% non-processed tobacco leaves. Right. Made by hand, right? And that, and if we define a a cigar as that, and and we use that in the government uses that as definition in terms of taxation, all this goes away. Then we can at least protect this wonderful art that we support. And here's the problem. The biggest money in this industry.
1: These are mom and pop, not only mom and pop retailers. These are mom and pop retailers, uh, manufacturers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, we we meet Kurt and 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 uh, Jesus. I mean, they they're family men right. uh, making a living. They don't have the money that these big, giant companies that are producing these make-believe cigars, which are cigarettes, yeah. who are pumping millions of dollars in and trying to say, no, wear a cigar? This is cigar. This is, it happens in pipe tobacco, too. There's pipe tobacco, and then there's roll-your-own-cigarette tobacco that's now called pipe tobacco. Guess what's going to happen? They're going to tax pipe tobacco into the thousands of percent because... The the make-believe ones that came out there are going to ruin it for them, too. So there has to be. I mean, and the FDA is jumping in right now, but there has to be a line in definitions of exactly what this thing is, show and tells and all that stuff. So if there's any government officials that ever want to come into a cigar store, you're welcome to come see me or go into any cigar store and say, show me the difference what what a a real cigar is, and we'll rip one apart and we'll show it to you, and you'll be in awe uh, anybody listening that's not, you know, we have people on the dial and happen to be uh, maybe coming to the station to hear something about sports, and they, all of a sudden they get in a cigar show, and maybe they're sticking on for a few minutes. There's a big, big difference. Please go into a cigar store. Ask them what a cigar is because uh, most people don't know don't, no. nor
0: appreciate what this is all about. So no. Hey, guys, yeah. we need to get into our overall Cigar Authority decision because I was just told by the radio station that we need to be off by 11.57. Oh. So we're going to have to wrap things up. Okay. So we only have a few more minutes.
1: Um, all the cigars, for me, they all drew perfectly. I know you had problems with the last Not one. Not only
2: a slight one. It wasn't a big deal at all. Okay. But it, it does happen. The burn is
1: beautiful. The taste is overpowering for me on the last one. Uh, which was the what Car uh,
2: what do they call the the strong one here Havano
1: yeah uh, Havano
2: Colorado Havano Colorado is is what the i wouldn 't say overpowering taste I would say overpowering strength yeah and i, I wouldn 't say overpowering I would just say it's it 's extremely strong it 's not it 's full body. it 's r- not it 's not medium say, to full it 's full body right when you say overpowering you mean that it 's over uh, I don't want people to think it overpowers the flavor of the cigar. It's well blended, it's well balanced. It's expresso. It's, just, it's too strong for me to smoke the whole yeah. thing.
1: This is a big big glass of espresso as opposed to a little bit or or a uh a, a fuller body coffee. This is espresso. This is pretty
2: full strength. I, I, I want to mention that Jesus Fuego is a master blender and these three cigars all absolutely scream that. They're all very well balanced. They're all, they, their taste, their nuances, their subtleties, how they work together, how the tobaccos combine. As Kurt said, the Connecticut tobacco, the Connecticut cigar is five different countries of tobacco. It's, they're blended unbelievably well. Uh, You can't blend a cigar better than that.
1: Well, the perfect one for me was the Connecticut Shade. I will uh, get up from this show and light up another Connecticut. It was that good. Uh, That's what I'm looking forward to as soon as the show is
2: over. On your hand. Um, I'm going to go back to the Criollo. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say this, and I mean it. I'm going to put the Criollo in my wheelhouse of stuff I'm going to smoke on a regular basis. Okay. We'll see how that goes for a while, but um, what, what has been in my wheelhouse for a regular basis has been for example, that uh, La Flor Dominicana double press. Yes. I'm going to put this right there w- t- with that.
1: That says a lot. We that know, does say a and lot. You, we know you have that non-gay love affair with Lito Gomez, Gomez yes. and La Flor Dominicana. So. <laughs> How about you, Mr. Jonathan? What do you like? Uh, what was the middle one? Was that Criollo. Criollo.
0: That's, the, uh, that's the one I like the best, too. Yeah? So I, I did like the first one, the Connecticut Shade. That was very good. Great first cigar of the day. Uh, but I'd lean more toward the Cri- Criollo. Okay. And and we say they're, they're better than good. They're great cigars. They're great cigars. And we
1: know their accessories are great. And if you don't like it and you have any problem with it, you, you uh, take advantage of their 100%. No pr- no uh, no questions asked. No problem. No fine print. It's 100% guaranteed. Just walk right back in the store and say this isn't working. And, and the they... biggest
2: thing is the people are real there. Over... We, oh. we learned that today. I mean, Kurt is just a fantastic guy. It's not just a great company with a great product. There are great people running that great company, and it, sh- it shows all the way through. Okay,
1: and next week we are off to two guys in Salem, New Hampshire. Yeah. And we have no plans of what we're going to do, but we are going to have a new producer. Chuck. Chuck's going to be here. He's going to be there nice and early. And uh, we will see uh, what kind of mistakes he makes, and we're going to miss Mr. Jonathan.
0: I'm going to miss you guys. Yeah, yeah we I'm, I'm almost tearing up, but I don't want to cry in front of Tommy. I'm going to wait <laughs> until I get to the bathroom uh, because my balls uh, are already sore. We
1: can't talk. We can't talk in front of you starting next week, but we promise we will talk behind your back. Oh, it. absolutely!
0: <laughs> Tune in, we'll be
2: <laughs> ragging on you left and right. But we have Chuck to instantly fill that place. He's got a face for radio. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm so it begins. The <laughs> torch has been patched. So. <laughs> the torus has been passed. It's official. So uh, that's it. We're running out of time. Running out of time. We've got a couple minutes left. Okay, we've got a couple minutes to fill. Uh, what are we going to say? Um, tell <laughs> us a random cigar you smoked this week.
1: I smoked lots of new things. What uh, did you like? La Paloba, like? which is a new cigar coming out of Papine. La Paloba. I don't believe it's does it, out yet.
2: Does it taste like pepine like we always
1: say? Pepine tastes? It tastes like papine, but it was a little bit milder. And Ooh. from what I understand, the price range is going to be in the 5 to $6 range, which uh, is very, very important in nowadays because people are having time, hard times. And some of his stuff priced at the $10, $10 up and stuff. So La Paloma, we don't have it in yet, but we did place an order for it. Uh, it tasted nice. It uh, came in two different wrappers. I smoked them both. And uh, it wasn't uh, too overpowering, and you know I don't like the real full-bodied stuff. they weren't too overpowering.
2: it was nice. I've been watching new stuff coming. I've been smoking all week Nick sticks.
0: <laughs> Guys. I had that last week.: It's so a good
2: Three dollar cigar. Please don't let that turn you off. Go smoke one. They're unbelievable. They make them in Maduro, and Connecticut. I love them both. I can't get enough of them, and for three bucks. Why should I? Why should right. I moderate myself?
1: Right. And, um, you know, we're, we're launching today the new 6x60 of the uh, HC. And I know that the people from Brick House, and I haven't had it yet, they have a 6x60 coming out. Everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. I can't believe the popularity of a 6x60. Kind of too thick for me. But uh, the thing is, they're selling. They're selling. Yeah. So, hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Cigar Authority. This is Tommy Greller and David Garofflo bidding you farewell. Gentlemen, you may now smoke.